There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> shit. Wow. Oh, shit. Take it down a notch, sir. <laughs> Alright guys, I forgot, I forgot how easy listening this thing yeah. was. Nice. I feel like I need to go be getting some groceries or something. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Coming through my cart here. Do you know where the saltine crackers are? <laughs> no, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I've been here before. <laughs> We just need like a screaming kid. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, yeah. ooh, we're getting that grocery list knocked out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> There's only three more items left. <laughs> and guess what? It's double coupon day, this bitch. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Tons of savings. <laughs> Alright, that's our fucking intro. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Episode 138. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hey, you know who it is? Basil Terabishi, representing the Terabishi Brothers. And you listen to the dopest motherfucking podcast in the world, Pop Culture Leftovers. And fuck you, Luther Shaver. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right, guys, welcome back. It's yeah. another another week. Another week. That yep. it is. Hey, how long do you think it's going to take this week to get to the advertised content? <laughs> <laughs> we have advertised content. You know what? I'm naming the episode. No advertisement. Uh, <laughs> oh, go. nice, great name. Like yeah. that. <laughs> going to rock that uh, that theme song. Everybody should be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, no advertised content. So yeah. it doesn't matter when we get around to anything. Right. So Talk no one will be upset about anything. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Five, no five star reviews. <laughs> Fuck, we're going to be, every episode is going to be called no advertised content. <laughs> it's just going to be smooth sailing and five star reviews from here on out, gentlemen. Oh, nice, nice plan. Yeah. <laughs> Takes out all the drama, you know. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, I, I'm, I, I went to Dallas. Oh, I yeah. was in Dallas last week. You survived. Yeah, I did. I'm I'm alive. <laughs> yep. Plane didn't go down. On the way there, though, uh, the fucking pilot was like, eh, "We're gonna be experiencing a little bit of uh, wind chop mm. on the way there." I'm like, "What the fuck is wind chop?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, "Oh shit, that's wind chop." Uh, <laughs> was it shaky? Like my stomach, you know, felt like I was on a roller coaster there for a little bit. Yeah, a little bit shaky. Mm. Here's some noise. <laughs> 
That doesn't sound fun. No, it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just a little bit of wind chop. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah, and we all got off the plane. They handed us a t-shirt that said, I survived the wind chop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture of a fucking like, plane doing a loop-de-loop and shit. <laughs> oh, that's what a wind chop is. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some loop-de-loops. How long of a flight to Dallas? Fucking Anakin up there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool trick. <laughs> you little piece of shit. <laughs> Stop encouraging the pilots. How long was the flight? Yeah. Straight fucking shot, less than two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. Not bad at all. So... Yeah, I got to meet uh, got to meet Basil Terabishi. It's yeah. awesome, listener. He was very cool. What'd you guys do? Uh, let's see here. First night, he had to go into work, but he hung out with me, and we probably I just like I had a coke, and mm-hmm. we just talked for a little bit, and then Wednesday he picked me up, and we went out and saw Captain America: Civil War together. Awesome, cool. and that was a lot of fun, and very so cool. we hung out and talked. He's a very cool guy. And so we, it's nice meeting listeners that are fun and cool. <laughs> as opposed? As opposed to, like, there are listeners that I would be afraid to meet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Let me throw this out there. Uh, Michael Michael J. Borelli. <laughs> Mr. Age of Ultron, Marvel fuckboy himself. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling that if I met this guy, it would turn into, like, a uh, Stephen King misery situation. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, it's like, oh, yeah, the next thing you know, I've got chloroform over my fucking face. <laughs> I wake up, I'm, like, tied up into a bed, and he's recording a podcast of me talking about how much I love Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, he's got the email you'd never read, like, held yeah, up to your face. Exactly. <laughs> read it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a few of them that I'd be scared to meet. <laughs> Just a few, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys, it's like we had the the army had that donation video that they gave us. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel good? No pressure. No pressure this week. No advertised content. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. Good. I don't feel like I have to get to anything. Yeah. Exactly. I can just fuck around this the whole yeah, time. Great. It yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about a sponsor this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, I'm a best. Okay. The, the army did that donation video. Yeah. Last week, and I'm I'm not kidding you, man. I, I was it's awesome. I've watched it like you know three four times, and like it gets me. It's mm. like wow, I can't believe these people pulled together, got us all this money so we could do the podcast for this whole year, and that was awesome. Yeah, but on the flip side, I'm such a pessimist because I look at things even such such a wonderful gesture as that. I can look at it in a negative light mm-hmm. because the song they were playing, the the Baywatch theme song, I'll be ready. Like they're saying, we're going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what that song is talking about. I just kept thinking to myself, they're playing the Baywatch song because they think we're drowning <laughs> as a fucking show. We need lifeguards. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Like who's going to save this fucking show? Hasselhoff? <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, that's a reach. I read, there. I read too much into things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the uh, blooper video? Mm-hmm. Did, did you watch the blooper? I video? did. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, shooty was great. Yeah, tons of shooty in the blooper video. Mm-hmm. He had all kinds of fucking cut lines. Holy shitty, shooty was hilarious. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> 
this mic is too far away. <laughs> Bring, Bring it in. in. No, I feel like you know I don't have like a fucking giraffe neck. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's well. I sh- maybe I should name the episode Giraffe Neck since I'm talking about that so goddamn soon in the episode. <laughs> There's our advertised content for Not everybody. Everybody, everybody keeping fucking score about the advertised content. There it is. <laughs> episode 138, Giraffe Neck. Check. Check. <laughs> nice, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Eight minutes in, he finally got the giraffe neck. God, I had to keep hitting the 15-second button. Fucking puss holes, man. Fucking puss holes. I, you know, I, I watched Captain America Civil War again with yeah. Basil. And we're sitting there watching it, having a great time. But I do have a bone to pick with the movie. Mm, There's yes. one certain thing that really stuck out to me in the third watching of the movie. And I just can't get past it. Let's hear it. All right. I don't believe for a second that Captain America would use a smartphone. <laughs> He's, he is a total flip phone guy, right? I'm, I'm with you 100% right. here. Am I right? Yeah. Even flip phones seem like a little bit too like, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you, what else is he going to be using? That big like, Saved by the Bell like brick phone. <laughs> <laughs> Walkie-talkie or something maybe. <laughs> I just I think he's more of like, a, I don't know, like a Motorola flip phone yeah. with yeah. like the you know military-grade grip. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a BlackBerry, but even that's oh, too far. Oh, you're pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> At the most, though. Yeah. He just reminds me of like, uh, he hates this technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys. He's one of those guys, you sit him down, you start talking about technology. He's like, you know what? I don't need to text people. Right. If somebody needs to talk to me, they can call me. Yeah. Uh, Captain America's calling again. Why can't he just fucking text? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sorry, butt dial. I'm letting it go to voicemail. (laughs) But he does rock that Bluetooth. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a little fucking like uh, belt holster for his flip phone. (laughs) That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Captain America and every guy that's on LinkedIn are wearing those. <laughs> that's right. Man, they do. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a great observation. Another yeah. observation about Captain America Civil War that I had mm. was that uh, it, we got, uh, you know, the what are they, the activation words for, yeah. for, for Bucky. Yes. Yeah, we're going to activate the Winter Soldier. And he's going through this list of words, and everybody's like, Homecoming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has something to do with Spider-Man? <laughs> Total accident. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think that every word in there is a future Marvel movie. Black Panther is going to be called Black Panther Freight Car. <laughs> <laughs> Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Daybreak, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Furnace. Ooh, right. it's like subliminal messaging. Mm-hmm. And the next Captain America movie will be called Captain America Benign. <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. It's just, I, I it's, it's coincidence. Yeah, Re- the homecoming. You think? I don't think it has anything to do with Spider Man. Oh, really? I, I think there's no way that's an accident. <laughs> no fucking way. That's too much of a coincidence, in my yeah. opinion. Can't wait for Thor rusted. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome movie. Yeah, there's no way that's an accident. I I don't know. I didn't think too like much on that. I I just thought it was you know they're it's not gonna mean anything. But of course they're paying a nod to it. But yeah. I don't I don't think it's gonna like tie into it. No, it? I don't think it's gonna tie into it. Oh okay. But, I, but well, I, I, if if it is, it's the dumbest fucking Easter egg. Ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do agree. All right. 
I remember that from Civil War. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here because I did find an article where they go over the words yes. and what they think the meanings are. Oh no. I think I actually saw this. So I'm gonna pause. Okay. <laughs> All right, hey, we're back. Uh, I got the article pulled up here. Let's take a look and see what they talk about. Uh, furnace, who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, they go, I honestly have no idea what the significance of furnace could be. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind is some version of hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that came yeah. to his mind. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> First thing that came to my mind after reading that was, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what do they say about homecoming? That's the one I want to get to. There's longing. 17. Homecoming, here we go. The fact that homecoming appears towards the end of the trigger word suggests that Hydra viewed the Winter Soldier's blank mind as home. Thus, homecoming signaled that Bucky would soon be in his new self, his new home. No. Wow. Okay. I- <laughs> It has everything to do with Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This was clearly written by a fucking idiot. <laughs> Andy Babcock, did you write this? <laughs> Andy, I love you. I'm fucking with you. I hope you still listen. I haven't heard from him. I don't know if we pissed him off or whatever. Uh-oh. Yeah, I can't believe Bruce Wayne's dad was a uh, winter soldier in Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucked up. He's been alive this whole time. You guys ready to move on to some iTunes reviews? Yeah, let's Always. do it. All right, let's see if I got these damn things <laughs> Always. <pulled up. laughs> Every second I'm ready. Let's hear the offspring. <laughs> it's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really want to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris watch and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. All right, this first iTunes review fucks with me because I don't know mm-hmm. what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. So check this out. We'll it's help a, you out. It's a one-star review. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a chub. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard a Jake gas. Yeah, that was audible. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it's called... Uh, titled content <laughs> of course it advertised is. content and it says it took them hours to get to content uh-huh. <laughs> and then but it's by and i don't this is where it gets tricky uh-huh. it, it came from just kidding i love this now hold on that's the name of the person that wrote the review now did they make that name just for this and saying i'm just kidding i love this show right mm. or is do they really hate us and their name is just stupid? Right. <laughs> I think their name is a tie into the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Spider-Man, just kidding. I love it. Yeah, that's hard to say, man. Either way, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's cool. That's the whole review? That's the whole fucking review. Uh, yeah. Very clever. <laughs> next uh, iTunes review is from Deathbox Tie. Uh, it's a five-star it's titled, Better Than Listening to 33 Chileans Trapped in a Mine. I don't get that joke. Uh, trust me, I know. You weren't here for that episode. Okay. I wouldn't wish this show on my worst enemies because they don't deserve to listen to such glorious and well-thought-out reviews. These guys will make you pursue from laughter quicker than the first time you finger-blasted Farrah Firecrotch in the back of your grandma's 85 Chevy situation. What? <laughs> 
sounds like a personal experience. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have yeah. that. If you want honest, well thought out reviews of everything from movies, TV, back alley silicone injections, <laughs> comics, and whatnot, <laughs> these guys are for you. So take the day off because you honestly need a half a day to listen, half a day to contemplate life, uh, half a day to contemplate life asking yourself why you wasted so much time listening. <laughs> Sit back and let Brian, Jake, Jason, and sometimes if they feel like putting up with him, Frank, fill your ear holes. It's probably the best thing your life has going right now anyway, so why not? Uh, and I think that's it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, how are the silicone injections going? Yeah. It reminded me of that. Well, Jay didn't show up. <laughs> oh, shit. I totally forgot. <laughs> I waited. I'm so sorry. We're going to check this guy out. Yeah. The only thing that got checked out was my dick again. <laughs> as this guy stroked me off with more Vaseline. I'll be there next time, though. We're going to figure this and out. And you know what? What's, what's messed up about this is, like, this is a better injection. He's like, this one is intensive care. Right. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, every Vaseline bottle says intensive care. <laughs> there was nothing different about this experience so you, at all. Right. But you believed it, you know. It's like, yeah, okay. I know. It's sense. snake oil. Right. And he's, and he's rubbing said snake oil on my dick. <laughs> Jake's trying to make you go through this a third time. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah I'm sure we will. <laughs> Get there, man. I got your back this yeah. time. Yeah. No, what it's gonna, what it's, what's gonna happen? It's gonna be two guys with their pants around their ankles getting double, <laughs> double stuff. <laughs> He's gonna be double fisting it to two guys in a back alley. Oh, and you guys pay him for this. <laughs> yeah. He's really getting the better end of this deal. Well, I'll hide first and then make sure it's all cool. And then I'll step in like, hey, what, you know, can, can I get this procedure done as well, sir? <laughs> you know, we'll make sure it's on the up and up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus. All right. I don't know. <laughs> Those are iTunes reviews. You guys ready to move on to this week's Good Pop, Bad Pop? Let's do it. Yeah. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, you just learn that I got jacked off in the back of an alley. That happened. You yep. also might want to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. You know what? I'm going to start off with one of you fuckers this week. Oh, I want to know what you rated the back alley procedure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give it a 7.5. That's a tasted territory. Oh, yeah, we're kind of getting into high tasted. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he definitely tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you guys got for me this week? I, we're gonna, I want to talk about Flash, but I'm not actually going to put it into Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. Okay. So we'll talk about Flash later. That's fine. That's but, fine. Uh, what do you guys want to start with this week? Um, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, Look at Jake jumping in. Oh. <laughs> Look at Jake jumping in. Man. I could see Jay was no, raring to go. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Teamwork, ready to ready to jump in at any time. I could tell Jay, he's got his, had his finger on his phone already. I was like... 
Why don't you have your finger on your phone? <laughs> yeah, you, you did before the fucking episode. That's all you were doing is looking through your goddamn phone. Now when I ask you anybody to do anything, Jake's like tossing his phone across the goddamn room. Oh, I got my phone. <laughs> my phone. <laughs> my phone. Acting like it's a fucking frisbee and shit. All right, Jay, what do you got? Uh, this week, uh, uh, Angie Tribeca uh, was streaming on Hulu. Mm. Um, this, of course, premiered in January of this year on TBS, I believe, originally. Um, so finally got to watch this. I've, you know, been hearing a lot about it. And, of course, I love Rashida Jones, first and foremost. She's gorgeous. I, I have a little bit of a crush on her. She's hilarious. Um, she blocked you on Twitter. I remember. She probably did. Yeah, <laughs> she probably did. Trust me, he really has a big crush on. Her. <laughs> Absolutely. Something about I want to fuck your dead body, <laughs> and then she blocked him on Twitter. Yeah, I remember. Jeez, why would she do that? I don't know. I get that a lot. People don't understand me very well. But, um, this this was also something that I uh, I had heard was you know produced, written, created by uh, Nancy Carell and Steve Carell, who I fucking. Love the hell out of those guys, especially Steve. Um, his sense of humor, his sensibility, like he cracks me up all the fucking time. So I was totally like excited and pumped for this. I finally saw that it was on, watched it. 20 episodes on Hulu. They're all about 30 minutes apiece. And, uh, this was the highest of Tupperwares for me. Ooh. I fucking love this. Um, it, it's basically Naked Gun police files written through the sensibility of Steve and Nancy Carell. So you have you have kind of that um, spoof on things. You have that farce going on where the you have these ridiculous situations and the people in it don't actually know they're part of a, you know part of the joke. Um, but it's it's the most ridiculous fucking humor um, that you get from airplane like the physical humor as well as like the visual stuff. Joke a minute as well. So this is like like, I had to rewind it and pause it. I'd be laughing so hard that I was crying, and I would pause it because I don't want to miss the next joke that's coming up, you know, because it's so quick. It's basically like if Nancy and Steve were, like, sitting in their house, and one of them's writing a joke, and then the other one's, you know, following up with the next joke. So it's just boom, boom, boom. Um, it was an assault on your senses. It was absolutely an assault. <laughs> um, but it's... uh yeah, man, it's, it, I fucking love Naked Gun. It's one of, like, it informs all of my comedic, uh, movies after that. You know, that was to me, like, when I was young and I saw that in the theater and I was just dying laughing. I had never seen anything like that. And I was like, man, this is my sense of humor. This is where I'm at. My nickname <clears throat> after I leave the alley is Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah. And that takes place in an alley. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I can't praise it enough. Um, there's, there's a lot of great guests, uh, guests in this. Bill Murray's even in an episode. Wow. So, um, but it's, man, I'm just like at a loss because I, I, I want to do this justice and explain it in a way that everybody wants to watch it, but it's, fuck, it's just up my alley. I needed something that's zany, that's, you know, also, you know, they they didn't have commercials when they when they aired this. So mm -hmm. all the commercials are built within the show. Mm -hmm. So there's there's product placement in every episode. They basically do the commercial while they're doing the episode at the same mm -hmm. time. Like for comedic purposes too. Yeah, yeah, and it's fucking it, it's That's also hilarious. Yeah, it is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's also hilarious. Hey Jay, now you call the show zany? Yeah, it's a little you zany. Know, yeah, you ever remember like when somebody's given a description of a show and they call it like zany mm -hmm. and then they're like it's it's zany, it's wacky. Right. <laughs> like why do they use both words? Like can you give me the difference between 
zany and wacky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is there a difference between I don't those think two so. words? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think like, so which, either. Okay, which... I mean, really, they're like the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. both they're, mean funny and weird, Exactly. Right? Why would you use them both in the same sentence? Yeah. Oh, it's zany and wacky. Oh, let me leave out the other word that means the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right, you bit. fucking thesaurus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just throw them all out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just to just to sorry to sidetrack. No, there. it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, it's my head's a little clear now. I just got <laughs> jacked off in an alley. <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders. Oh, I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders. <laughs> thinking, thinking straight. I'm a straight shooter. That's what he said in the alley too. <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, it's it's Steve Carell's voice the whole time. You could tell, like, everyone sounds like him, basically. Mm-hmm. It's got that – and I love that. I mean, some people are not going to like that. They're not going to like the laugh a minute stuff. There's nothing about this that should be taken seriously. It's a goofball kind of a, a show. You're not the first person I've heard that really liked it, though. Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah. of good things, too. What, what's the premise? What is Angie Tribeca? Like, what's her profession? Uh, she's a, she's like a detective police officer. Okay. So this is all based within a, a you know, a police station, basically. And then there's, you know, crimes and stuff that they respond to. Um, and she's got a partner who's, you know, also equally as funny. I haven't seen him in anything except this. So, um, no one, no one else real knows. Notable, but <clears throat> lots of great guest appearances. Uh, one of the gals from Reno 911 in the States on this. Like I said, Bill Murray, Adam Scott, um, Michael Keegan. Um, These are great comedians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The so, State, Michael Keegan. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, there's almost like 15 or, you know, like 15 or so, like wow. really cool actors like that that are in this. So, I, yeah, I was blown away. It's it's laugh a minute. It's naked gun police. I won't spies. watch it with you. I'll watch it by myself. I won't watch it with you. you yeah. want to pause it every moment. Like, it takes an hour to get through a goddamn half hour TV show. Yeah. Got this fucker over here pausing every five seconds. <laughs> rewind, rewind. I missed that part. I, I was annoying myself too, but it's it's something that I'm going to watch again and again. Yeah, it's it's like Arrested Development or The yeah, Office, yeah. where I'm going to keep watching this. Um, uh, the next season starts June 6th, so I don't have too long before that starts. Oh up. wow, that's really. Awesome excited about that so yeah i loved it yeah i need to check that out i've heard tons of good things about that too love that cat i love rashida Jones. oh yeah herself. she's great oh she's so funny though like this is her funniest too yeah it's really good she's kind of been the straight man in both like the office and parks yeah like, she's funny in those but she's kind of like playing off the, the wacky zany people yeah so this is like if she was michael scott from the office basically the whole time okay it's great it's fucking great <clears throat> uh i i guess i'll go next Jake, I, I don't want to put any pressure on you. <laughs> Thanks. Whew. I know. Still hasn't picked his phone up. Yeah, <laughs> Still chilling in the corner yeah. of there. I think Jay's cat peed on it. Oh, no. Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I'm a big fan of Jackass, the TV yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Loved too. it. I just thought it was crazy. So out there. And um, I, I saw all the movies in the theaters mm-hmm. and uh, – but when I heard that Steve-O was doing stand-up comedy, ah. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Steve-O, like, mm-hmm. I loved him in that show, but, like, it sounds like, it almost sounded like, yo, here's Dustin Diamond trying to do stand-up. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, a screech, you know? Yeah, did that happen? It did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, like, like I'm like, Steve-O, like, how is he going to make this transition? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm, I'm glad the guy's, like, all silvered up and clean and shit. Yeah. But it's like, how is he going to do this transition? Like, I can't see him doing stand-up. 
And so Steve-O Guilty as Charged, it's on Showtime right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll watch it. I had just got done watching Artie Lang mm-hmm. do it with the Nasty Show on Showtime, and it was absolutely awful. Yeah. I toss it. <laughs> Even Gilbert Gottfried, who closed the show, was horrible. Wow. Wow. That's too bad. That's too bad. It, it, it was a horrible, horrible set from like five or six different comics. Damn. So after that, they advertised Steve-O, and I'm just like, oh, shit. I'll stay up and watch it. Fuck it. Um. I Tupperware this man. It's really good. Really, it's not just him. It's it's him talking about the stuff that you want to hear Steve O talk about. Uh-huh. It's not Steve O getting up there and just trying to act like a stand up comic. And it's Steve O talking about his start, his rise to Jackass, mm-hmm. like where he came from. Talking about him, like you know, joining Barnum and Bailey's circus and going to clown college and shit. And he does tricks on stage. Like, he'll balance a ladder on his chin. He does all these different things on stage while doing it. But the whole thing is not just that. Mm-hmm. He does do the physical stuff, though. He That's does cool. some physical stuff because basically his stand-up act is telling his story from beginning to where he's at now. Okay, It goes from... It goes from him and being in clown college to uh, meeting up with the jackass guys to getting really famous to having sex, having a threesome with women on the road. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's all hilarious. He talks about behind the sh- scenes stuff. He talks about things that were so fucking crazy that they couldn't even put it in the movie. Wow. He talks about the, you know, it, it talks about going on the road with like Johnny Knoxville and all these guys. It's. The jokes are hilarious. I don't want to spoil it. Showtime, if you got Showtime, watch it. Steve-O, Guilty as Charged. It is a Tupperware. He cracked me up. I couldn't believe that I'm laughing at Steve-O throughout this whole thing. But I cracked up the whole time. Tupperware. How long was it? 52 minutes. Okay. So I'd love to hear his story. I don't even know, like you know, his backstory. I've watched <clears throat> Steve-O documentaries in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so cultured. <laughs> He's an interesting dude, man. I mean, he is. I watched the Steve-O documentary in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I watched him. I watched him on Adam Carolla. Oh yeah. When Adam Carolla thought it would be funny to get Steve-O drunk and have him on the show. Oh jeez. Steve-O goes nuts on the show. They got him drunk. Yeah. Man. I still got it on tape, man. You should on uh, DVD. You should watch I'd this. I totally watch that, yeah. He gets drunk, starts picking up the couch and shit, going nuts. <laughs> Adam, Adam's all, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. And what else is weird is, like, his audience. Adam only had, like, an audience. I think he had, like, a staff audience, mm-hmm. like a set audience. Yeah. Like the soup used to do. Like they didn't have, like, people sitting in seats. Yeah. Right. I think it was just, like, they let the audience be, like, the crew. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you hear, like, just, like, five or six people laughing at Corolla jokes, which was always awful. Because mm-hmm. I love Adam Corolla. But just to hear, like, five awkward laughs. Like, this time, like, people didn't know what to do. <laughs> when steve like, picking up fucking couches and, you know, he's, like, literally, like, pushing couches and, and like, foaming at the mouth and shit. It was Jeez. fucking like out I'm of... drunk as shit. It might be on YouTube. Like, steve and Adam Carolla. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but he got his life together. Yeah. And, dude, his stand-up is fucking hilarious. I'm going to check it out, man. Sounds yeah. like a great palate cleanser after sitting through that Artie Lang Oh, shit. God, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad, man. It was so bad. Yeah. So. Good thing you stayed up a little later for that. 
Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about real quick is I watched uh, – I'm going to talk about this real quick. I watched uh, – if you're a basketball fan, I watched uh, This Magic Moment. It's a 30 for 30 on ESPN. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of these. L- I love for- those. Yeah, mm. it's a 30 for 30. It's called This Magic Moment. You can watch it on Netflix, and it chronicles the the Orlando Magic oh, okay. cool. from their inception to like when they lost Shaquille. Mm-hmm. And it goes through that whole story. It goes through Shaq and Penny and their relationship. And you even see at the end of it, Shaq and Penny are just chilling together now as they are, you know, like in their 40s yeah. and talking about like what could have been. Hmm. And man, I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. These 30 for 30s are great. Yeah, if it's a topic you like, there's yeah. no, you'll Tupperware everyone you see. Yeah. Uh, the OJ Simpson one is coming out in June. Oh, wow. Interesting. And it's going to be over seven and a half hours. Wow. Shit. Yeah. So I'll definitely be watching it. And I hear that it's not flattering. Wow. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've really got OJ fever right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, with the uh, people versus OJ Simpson, yeah, which but- was a Tupperware. By the way, that yeah. show is so good. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Got to finish that. Yeah, I need to finish it too. Fantastic. So that's awesome. Right. Oh, Jay, what do you got? <laughs> I, I'm still, no, Jake, what do you got? I um, last night I watched uh, the movie that came out opposite The Force Awakens this December. I watched Sisters. Oh, for the first time. Uh, Have you guys okay. seen this yet? No. no. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Um. Amy Polair, a um, bunch of uh, SNL alumni as a supporting cast too. You got Maya Rudolph in there. You got Bobby Moynihan in there. You got Rachel Dratch in there. Um, right off the bat, this was like a medium tasted for me. It was like a six and a half probably on, on the scale. It definitely had some really funny moments, but overall it was kind of like, eh. Do you think it was just kind of like one of those movies where it's like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were just like, let's just do a movie together and have fun on the set? It felt like that. It Did felt it? like that. I felt, um, I know I say this kind of crap a lot, but it was definitely too long for this kind of comedy. <laughs> it's like two hours and five minutes for like, a real cliched by the numbers kind of comedy. Yeah. Uh, the story is basically their parents are sell- selling their childhood home and they decide to throw one final party there before the uh, house gets sold. So it's like a bunch of 40 somethings trying to have this big, like relive their youth party at this house and everything. Yeah. And like I said, it has some really funny moments. Bobby Moynihan is hilarious in this. He accident accidentally does a bunch of Coke. <laughs> He's great in any. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he is just fucking spectacular in this. Um, John Cena is in this too, and uh, he is actually super funny in yeah. this too. He's, he was great in Trainwreck. Yeah, he's the yeah. drug dealer that they get to come to the party, and he's just so funny. Tina Fey is like hitting on him the whole time and everything. And That's awesome. He's saying all his different safe words. It's really funny <laughs> and stuff. Um, and a really great effect at the end of this movie too, when like the house finally like they just destroy this house, and there's a really great CG effect where there's a sinkhole that shows up and gets the whole pool. And I was really impressed by the the effect in this kind of movie, like in, in like a comedy like this. You usually don't mm-hmm. see that much budget spent on these kind of effects. But I watched like a behind the scenes thing where they even showed the VFX for it. Oh wow! And it was really well done. Like it almost looked real until I watched the special. I had thought they'd pulled this off like practically somehow, wow. but it was completely CG. Huh. So that was really impressive. Yeah, it's worth a watch if you like these people. It's worth seeing. 
But it's nothing that's going to fucking knock your socks off. So it's a taste it. It's a taste it. Okay. I'm not a low taste it. Right there on the right there on the media. So if this if this like pops up on like HBO on a Sunday, yes, like definitely watch it. Yeah, watch it for sure. Yeah. It's, if you like these people, there's definitely some laughs to be had here. Yeah. It's rated R, so it's nice to see these two like really cut loose. And I mean, they they undeniably have great chemistry together. Like they do a dance together at the party. That's like a three four minute sequence. That's pretty absolutely hilarious too. <laughs> So, yeah, if you like these people, check it out. Okay. Thanks. Right on. Uh, let's see here. Jay, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's all I had for this week. Just hang your head. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Doom. I was excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me talk about Doom real quick. Shit. <laughs> I just don't usually do video game reviews, so I kind of yeah. forgot about it. Um, yeah, Doom 4, man. That came out on uh, Friday the 13th. Um I had nothing better going on as usual, so I went out and picked it up. And uh, big fan, of course, of the original uh, Doom 1 and 2. Uh, Doom 3 was a little uh, ho-hum. It was more just kind of like uh, horror rather than a fun shooting game, in my opinion. Um, so I uh, bought Doom, the new Doom. Um, it's fucking fantastic. I Tupperware the campaign. I have not played the multiplayer yet. I'm going to do that soon. But I really bought this for the campaign. I wanted a cool, fun Doom campaign. Sometimes you just want to play by yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. God damn it. Absolutely. That's with all these fucking games, man. Got to play with some fucking douche nozzle from <laughs> Iowa and some dickhead from Philly. or yeah. you know, Some 12-year-old is yeah. yelling fucking racial slurs at you. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, oh, come yeah. on. Threatening you yeah. over the internet. <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody's listening from Philly. I enjoy Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse Candelori. <laughs> it wasn't all of Philly. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I wanted that. When the first, when I played the first two as a kid, man, I just, those campaigns are awesome. They're immense. You know, they got huge levels. And, uh, this went right back to that style. It, it had all the, you know, the big open spaces. It had really fucking responsive enemies. Like they're, you know, they're moving away from your shots. When you shoot and them, everything. Do they growl and shit? Oh yeah, just like the game. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. Love just it. like the game. It's got, it's got all those hints back to the originals. Um, the, the fighting system isn't just shooter. Like, you shoot them, but you can also like mm. stun them and walk up and tear their heads off awesome. and their arms off. And it's the coolest. I haven't seen a game like that really in, as far as a shooter goes. So it's kind of throwback. Yeah, it's a throwback, man. And the graphics are phenomenal. My mom used man. to love Doom. That's Did she really? My mom used to play Doom. My mom played Doom and Doom Two. Here's my mom, this conservative Christian woman, yeah. in the in 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 the sewing room, and she's she's killing demons. Yeah, pentagrams. There's all over pentagrams. The place. All over the place. My mom, yeah, a little Miss Conservative Christian woman. That's crazy. Yeah, killing demons. <laughs> This, this is for the Lord. <laughs> Get away from me, you demon. She was doing God's work playing, dude. Bye, you Satan. <laughs> that's how she talked. Yeah. That's hilarious. So really atmospheric with the graphics and sound. Yeah. I mean, the, the environments are crazy. It's it's still got the fun, like, you have to get to a certain point on the map, so you have to find your way around. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really straightforward, and it, it rewards you for exploring, just like the, the other dooms where you find hidden, hidden things. Hidden rooms. Great fucking shit. Awesome. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Tupperware that. God mode. There is a God mode, yeah. Uh, There's Berserk mode and all that yeah. stuff, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to make you show that to me for at least five minutes before I get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, and, and all, all the all your favorite demons are in this, pretty much, from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I haven't completed it yet, but... All your favorite demons. I was the same thing, too. <laughs> your mom's like, oh! <laughs> they didn't leave out any of your favorite demons. They're all here. What are your favorite demons, Jay? <laughs> 
got Cerebus, you got Bezelbub, <laughs> all your fucking favorites. All the cool one low I will eat your soul. There you go. That's another one of my favorites. <laughs> so many favorites yeah. all in one game. Yeah. The other one actually could be a demon. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Maybe another another one guy. of your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun, cool weapons, cool, fun game. If you like the originals, go get it. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, I want to talk about two comics really quickly, and then I want to talk about two others in a little bit more detail that I've been reading. Um, Extraordinary X-Men by oh, Jeff Lemire. Nice. This is fun. This is a fun book. What issue are you on there? Uh, this is issue nine. It's a cool cover. Uh, this is a great book. If you're not reading Extraordinary uh, X-Men by Jeff Lemire, you are missing out on some really fun X-Men stories. How's that um, Apocalypse Wars going? Apocalypse Wars, I think this is like just like the, the beginning of it. Okay. Because Colossus, okay. All right, fuck it. I'll tell you. Colossus and like some of the kids from the um, Jean Grey school, mm-hmm. they end up in these alternate like universes, okay? Mm-hmm. And one alternate universe is it's an apocalypse like pyramid. Okay. They know he's there and they're greeted by the four horsemen of mm-hmm. the apocalypse. And the four horsemen are uh, Deadpool. Oh, I'm trying to think of all four. I know Deadpool, Man Thing. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, Man Thing, Venom, <laughs> and then uh, Moon Knight shows up as one. Wow! Oh, wow, that's unexpected. Well, Colossus gets trapped in this world. Uh-huh. The kids escape, and the kids have been gone for like a year now, and they've been bouncing from world to world to world. And Apocalypse owns all these he rules all these worlds hmm. and they're the only mutants left in the future all mutants have been killed shit so they meet the four horsemen of the apocalypse again at the end of this issue and now colossus is one of them oh shit uh, which one does he replace i think man thing okay i think man thing damn so is deadpool still wisecracking deadpool as one of the four members of the apocalypse i don't i think i couldn't remember he didn't crack any wisecracks he, he had huge swords and a cloak and he hmm. looked Pretty badass. Oh, okay. Still look like Deadpool. Moon Knight looked fucking dope as hell. I'm sure, man. And uh, fucking, uh, like, okay, you think of, like, the Venom symbiote. Mm-hmm. Think of, like, if, like, okay, think of the Venom symbiote contracted Blue Waffle. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that, that's, that's. It's a great laugh by yeah. Jay. <laughs> that's what Venom looks like in this. Can man. I see that bitch? Yeah. I see that. I love that Lemire's writing oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It didn't start off like great, but it's gotten great. Yeah. Um, I finished Huck by Mark Millar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This series was a Tupperware all the way through until this issue. Mm. Oh, no. Very weak ending, in my opinion. So yeah. I'm going to give all the whole series a six-issue run. I'm going to give it a high taste it just because of the lackluster ending. So right. I would definitely still read it. It's a great story. It's just the ending was just kind of like, oh, okay, didn't yeah. blow me away. Man, that's unfortunate, but not stick still sounds like a good read. I want to talk about two comics that I'm reading here. Uh, oh, are- I see that blue waffleness, by the way. <laughs> yeah, show Jay, show Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm reading two new, mo- two new books here. Both are image books. Um, this first one is in the, it's in the Shadowline series. Uh, it's by Jimmy Robinson. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Robinson. It's called Power Lines. Hmm. And um, I Jimmy Robinson is a he did uh 
Five Weapons, which okay. was like a 12, 13 issue. Uh, it was kind of like uh, Harry Potter meets Assassins. So you had young kids going to like an assassin school, mm-hmm. and it was very fun. This is a little bit more adult, man. Uh, Jimmy Robinson, he wrote, did the art. He did everything on this. Wow. Um, this power lines also crosses racial lines. I mean, you can see he's got a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. here on the front. You got a street called White Street. Hmm. So it crosses some racial barriers. But Jimmy Robinson, he's an African-American writer and artist, and he... This 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 book I really I really like the first issue I want to see where it's going I'm going to give it a taste it but you've got this kid and a gang and there's these I, I guess there's this uh, these power mysterious power lines that were built into the earth mm-hmm. and after years and years of like glaciers melting and 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 just like natural uh things happening in nature they got buried mm-hmm. hmm. but the the indians know about these power lines and they protect them and these power lines it's not power from like you know your your power company <laughs> right <laughs> they actually can give you powers okay well one of the kids in this crew this gang um they the the one kid that wants to do something better in his life he, they're doing graffiti. They get caught by the cops. Um, he's running away, and he encounters a power line, and it shoots him straight up into the air. Oh yeah! And they ended up stealing. You know, they're, they're they end up stealing somebody's purse and their phone and stuff like that. And um, then we're introduced to a white family, and the white family they. They they were the ones who got their phone stolen. Okay, so she left her on her like her like Find Me app, her iPhone mm-hmm. Find. Yeah, so they know where it is. So her son goes to confront like these thugs, and they're like, "We're not going to give you, you know, the phone back. And why are you accusing us? You know, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of. Are you racially profiling yeah. us? Right. No, I followed the app. He's like, I followed the app, and he's like, it, "It's like we're all good, man. I all give me the phone, and I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. And they take it as a threat." And so the next thing you know, his mother comes out of the car right as he's going to get punched in the face by one of these guys, and she's got the same power line ability. Ah, wow. She knocks one of the guys back. Um, the issue ends with um, a Native American saying that lines of power have returned. I It's hmm. crazy. There's a lot going on. But it was enough to keep me wanting to read that second issue. Limited series. I don't. I don't know if it's ongoing or limited. Mm, okay. Sounds like a cool story. Yeah, I like that cover. I'll give it a taste, it man. And it might turn into a Tupperware later on down the road. The mm. next book is by Nick Spencer mm. and Steve Lieber. Okay. And that's the creators of uh, the Superior Foes of Spider Man. Ah, yeah. And awesome. I love that book. Yeah. That's yeah. Tupperware. I wasn't a, the biggest fan of Nick Spencer until that book. Yeah. That's like the best thing I'd ever read from him. Well, this is going to be the next best thing that you read from Nick Spencer. It's called The Fix. Uh, this is it's a story of a crooked cop, uh, a crooked cops, scheming mobsters, and corrupt politicians that run things, and the sex toy that can bring them all down. Oh, <laughs> and the hero is a drug sniffing beagle named Pretzels. What? Wow. <laughs> this book is it's awesome. They talk about how uh, crime has changed. Everything used to be holding up banks and, you know, now it's everybody stealing shit off the internet. You got to be like, you know, internet savvy and uh, be a hacker. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 
now things have changed. The game's changed. And these guys are cops. They are now, they rob an elderly home. They rob this elderly mobster. He wakes up and he's got a shotgun and he starts to go after him. <laughs> Man, I, I can't tell you. Uh, this book is hilarious. This book is absolutely hilarious. It's called The Fix. Uh, it's a very thick first issue. I'd say it's over 40 pages in the wow. first issue. Just one issue so far? One issue. No, the second issue just came out last week. Okay. I don't have it yet. Okay. It's going to get shipped to me soon. This book is hilarious. There, he's talking to his partner. Um, and no, this, this guy's not his partner. He's talking to a guy. He's talking to, oh, fuck. I don't want to read this story. Basically, he's talking to this guy about a sexual encounter the guy had the night before. And this guy's talking about this really weird position that the woman put him in mm-hmm. the night before. And he's basically looking down the – looking. he says he's looking at, at Cobra Commander. He's basically in a position where he's looking at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to tell her that he's going to come and she won't move. Oh. And he's like, well, she had the upper hand. <laughs> He's like, I shot in my face, and he said the worst thing about it was I got some cum in my mouth. <laughs> and he's like, I did everything. I drank Listerine. I vomited. I did everything I could to get the taste out of my mouth. And he's like, you want to know the fucked up thing? Everything else that I taste doesn't taste as good. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, he's like, you see this hamburger and fries here? I don't even want to eat it. I can't get the taste. I can't get the thought of like eat. He's like, how long before I break? How long before I break? <laughs> Awesome, <laughs> but this, this this book's hilarious, man. I, you got to read it, man. It's so good. There, I'm gonna look it up in comicology right now. There's too many players in this. It's it, this first issue is very beefy, man. Fucking, you're there's talking, a lot of writing there. Yeah, yeah, you're talking like you're talking like 40 pages. But what it comes down to is like. The, on the last page, they got they got a guy that they have to pay back, or he's gonna fucking. He said he's gonna cut their scrotums off. Uh-huh. Mm. So if they don't pay this guy back, he's gonna cut their scrotes off. And so he says, I want you to like, I think they got to smuggle drugs into the airport. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this badass at the airport that you can't get anything by. And they're showing this big dude. And I'm thinking, okay, here he is. He's the fucking enforcer. Uh-huh. They're saying, no, it's Pretzels the dog. <laughs> you got to get through Pretzels the dog, man. This book, Nick Spencer and fucking Steve Lieber, they've done it again. This is fantastic. The Fix, second issue came out. Got a five star from fucking uh, comic book resources, so Shit. I can't wait to read the second issue. So the fix, hell yeah, only a buck ninety nine for the first issue on comic. Wow, and you say it's like forty fucking pages. Huh? Yeah, I paid three ninety nine for the physical copy. Wow, so definitely check it out. We're gonna. Uh, did you guys have anything left? Nah. No. Uh, we're gonna come back. Uh, last thing we're gonna talk about. You know what? We'll talk about that in news. We'll move on to news. We're gonna talk about Assassin's Creed trailer. Oh yeah, let's do it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a thing. <laughs> We're doing it. Back in action. It's happening. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not drinking this episode. No, I drank a lot. 
this past week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still drunk? Is that why you're not drinking? I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I drink a lot. I drink a lot Monday night and then again on Wednesday night. Yeah. I need to give my liver a break. <laughs> <laughs> I nicknamed it uh, the Toxic Avenger. And <laughs> it has, I've been putting it to work lately. <laughs> so. You'll have that. Yeah. You'll have those weeks. You guys ever just sit back and think, like, to yourself, like, about, like, celebrities pooping? Mm. No, not really. <laughs> you've never, you've never thought that? Like, you never thought, like, oh, yeah, look at that celebrity. Yeah. Like, anybody. Like, uh, there's, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. She shits. <laughs> you've never thought that? You never, I'm sure like, it's crossed my mind yeah. that she shits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Gilbert Gottfried taking, like, a oh. really bad shit? Like, being, like, constipated <laughs> yeah. or something? Oh, my God, hurry! <laughs> <laughs> I can now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I didn't good. know if anybody else had the same thoughts. It happens. <laughs> Donald Trump taking a dump? I mean, come on, you've never thought about it? Ever? I do think about Donald Trump taking a dump all the okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> right, throw it out there. Guilty there. Constantly thinking yeah, about it. From the mouth. <laughs> oh. Political oh. 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 satire. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's the leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, we're going to start off with the Assassin's Creed trailer. Yes. Yep. We've shot on this a lot. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Dude, I was listening to uh, Michael Fassbender in an interview. Mm-hmm. This is like the weird – I've never like like watched him in interviews that much, just maybe talking about the movies. Mm-hmm. And he kind of threw it out there that his fan base, he calls – I guess they call themselves or he calls them fascinators. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow, the ego yeah. on this guy. Yeah. Yeah. The fascinators. The fascinators. Yeah. He said something like, the fascinators have been really looking forward to this one. Wow. And I was like, wow, yeah. Ew. His fans probably didn't even know they were called that until he threw that out there. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's what we're called. Great. I thought we were just called weirdos. <laughs> All right, so Assassin's Creed trailer dropped this past week. Uh, what are you guys thinking? I'm going to rate this sucker? Yeah, I, I can rate it. We are. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, I, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Let me start on that. Um, it, there was a lot going on in this trailer. I'll give it that. He did a really cool superhero landing. He did do the yes. superhero landing. Yeah. Yep, he did, and that was iconic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, visually, I, okay, I'll say visually, uh, I think, you know, 15th century Spain looks cool. Um, obviously we're gonna have some time jumping going on here between him and his supposed ancestor, mm-hmm. um, as he's hooked up to this giant claw machine, it looks like in the trailer. Doc Ock is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's just there holding him. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred Molina makes an appearance. Yeah. In this nice. Film. <laughs> exciting. Um, the action looks straight out of the video game. I'll give it that. It looks like it. Um, there's a lot of imagery um, on the rooftops um, and in the fighting scenes, of course, that are straight straight from the video game, choreo- choreography wise and visually. Um, so it's going to give a lot of fans something to look at that they might like. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the game itself. Um, so I'm going to just. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a taste of it. I didn't hate this. 
I didn't hate it. I like what I saw visually. I think he's got a good eye. I think it's Kurtz, Kurtzel is his name. Um, he's got a good eye. Um, I like fa- Fastbender. Um, Are you a fascinator? No, I would not call myself <laughs> a fascinator. <laughs> that is a horrible name. Fascinator. That sucks. That's, wow. <laughs> that well, sucks. We're a shitty podcast and we have an army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound as pompous as fascinator. <laughs> yeah, <though>. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just from the trailer alone, it, it also looks like they might be spoiling a little bit of the final act in this. Um, <coughs> there, There's a couple scenes where they're jumping from where he's at in, in 15th century Spain. He's uh, fighting the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar are the same people, basically, that's behind this organization in modern day that are trying to tap into him to kind of figure out, okay, you know, who he is, what happened to them in the past, and what, what did this guy do as an assassin they're against to, them. They're trying to tap that fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Um, so it looks like uh, it looks like there's more than one assassin. Um, it looks like, especially in the in does he the, call himself a fafafassin? Fafassin should fafassin's creed. But yeah, it looks like it looks <laughs> it looks like he's not the only one, and it looks like in 15th century Spain, some of this stuff is also playing out in modern day as he's trapped to this machine in the, in the building where they're trying to get this information out of him from his ancestor. It looks like they kind of showed him like fighting his way out of that simultaneously as fighting his way out of the, uh, it looks like he gets imprisoned by the Templars at some point and he fights his way out of it. And then we see a real quick, quick clip of him in modern day also fighting in the facility. And we see other assassins, in that facility show up and there's also other assassins in the 15th century. So it looks like the, that's, that would probably be the climax of the yeah. whole movie. Is this why we played the Quantum Leap song? <laughs> 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 But it, it looks interesting enough um, visually, so I, I, I you know, kind of matrixy at times, uh, which it should be being based on a video game like this. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be interested in seeing if it's any good. I don't know, but I'm going to taste it. Just continue on with it. I thought matrixy too. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to taste this. It's honestly the trailer honestly looked way better than I had expected this movie to look. Mm-hmm. Like a lot better. It wasn't a great trailer, but it's definitely not a toss it. Yeah, I think it's really weird. This movie's coming out in the Christmas season, which is usually where you get a lot of your Oscar fare or your really hyped event movies, like your your Star Wars or or whatnot, your Lord of the Rings or whatever. Really weird time period for this movie to come out. Yeah, do they have have that much faith in it, or are they just trying to pigeonhole it in somewhere? Yeah, usually you don't get your video game to movie translations during the week of Christmas. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, it's a taste it for me. It's kind of the best looking video game movie trailer I've ever seen so far. And, and I do like the, you know, I do like the mix of sci-fi with like history. So that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting too. I'm going to give it a low taste it just based on the, the, the female actress in this. Her dialogue is awful. Yeah. <laughs> what does she say to him? Hold on. I want to fire this. <laughs> what does she fucking say to him? Hold on. Get to it. Come on. Where is it? Here she goes. Where am I? At 6 p.m. yesterday evening, you were executed and pronounced dead. (laughs) That that line right there. That right there takes it from a taste-it to a low-taste-it. That's like the most insincere. Yesterday at 6 p.m., you were pronounced dead. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> like he's like, for, like that's the first things out of her mouth. Yeah. How do, are you thirsty? No. Huh? You hungry? You want the sandwich? Maybe. <laughs> She's like, okay, oh, w- w- welcome. Uh, yesterday, about six o'clock, uh, you died. Welcome back. <laughs> it's just a weird interaction. I'm your biggest fascinator. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a low taste. It just because I think visually it looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta give it that. It's just I I, I don't know. <laughs> it, very matrixy, like you said. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. This is nothing. I'm chomping at the bit to see either, though. Yeah, it, it, no. You know, like him, you know, hopping around and shit, and then like what is he hopping around on those like little. The signage, yeah. the, banners. the banners, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, little crouching tiger hidden. Yeah, a lot of wire work going yeah. on in that for sure. It's going to depend on if if the if the action's decent. But that's from the game, man. Yeah. It in the ga- I get it. I get it. It it's, works in the game real well. I didn't like the game either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on if these guys, if it's a good story. Um, and you know if the acting's up to par, the, the action's gonna be okay. I'm assuming already. So yeah, I feel like I'm gonna go see this and then just accidentally see Rogue One a second. Time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoops! How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but no, no more excited. But I'm not as I thought for sure this was just gonna come out and I'd be like, oh fuck the trailer. But it was all right. It got an. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all right, moving on. Uh, has it been finalized, LeBron James and uh, Space Jam 2, or is it they in, they in talks? I don't think it's 100% yet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Thoughts so. on this, guys? Uh, I, I'm cool with it, man. I fucking love Space Jam, and uh, I think he's he's the perfect candidate for, for a new one. I mean, do we need a new one? No, but... Yeah, I, I love the Warner Brothers characters, and they haven't been put to yeah. good use lately, so it'd be nice to see Bugs and Daffy on the screen again. Yeah. Michael Jordan, I'm, I love Michael Jordan. I'm probably a bigger Michael Jordan fan than anybody listening, yeah. but he's not a good actor. Right, right. No. You know? So... LeBron James is like leagues of better than him. Yeah, I think he's just, gonna be better. Just from seeing him in train rack. And a player like LeBron James doesn't come around that often. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely think that this is, I'm fine with this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of now or never is what you're yeah. saying. You don't do it with, Le, don't do it with LeBron. You won't have anyone you can, can do it with. Yeah, yeah. At least now. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to wait another 30 years before we get another player like LeBron. Yeah. You know, That's so. A good point. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I I don't I don't I don't view Space Jam as some sacred thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> like only Michael Jordan can do it. We don't need another Space Jam. It's like it's just it's just fucking Space Jam. Yeah, it's just fucking aliens playing basketball. You guys act like they're fucking remaking Gone with the fucking Wind. <laughs> Would you like a Michael Jordan cameo in Space Jam too? No, no, <laughs> no. And passing the ball to LeBron. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see. That's the thing. Like, if you if your Michael Jordan fandom, if your Michael Jordan fandom for you is Space Jam, yeah. you're not a Michael Jordan fan. If that's what if that's what Michael Jordan means to you, if that's where you hold him most precious, mm-hmm. you're not a Michael Jordan fan. I love them for the game. Yeah, I loved watching him play the game of basketball. I could give a shit. Him hanging out with Porky Pig. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I felt like <laughs> and I don't did. care if LeBron James shares fucking screen time with Porky Pig. Right, I could care less. Yeah, if that's the extent of your Michael Jordan fandom, for shame. <laughs> you guys missed out on the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, and, and you're you're pissing and moaning about LeBron James being in the same cartoon. Yeah, whatever. I always thought Jordan did it just to pay off gambling debts anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jordan, possible. Jordan, and Barkley are the two guys that can lose millions, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, they don't have to worry about paying off gambling guys. <laughs> right, these guys can gamble as much as they want to, and they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, trust me. All right. News coming out of Deadline this week, and it was not good news for Warner Brothers. Find out if it's good news for us, though. I'm going to ask. Gareth Edwards has exited Godzilla 2. I'm told the split was uh, an amicable one for legendary (laughs) Warner Brothers and Edwards, who helmed the first film in the series in the 2014 movie and promptly signed on to direct Rogue One, a Star Wars story which looks from the trailer like it will be a strong step for that franchise. Edwards has his own gestating projects he wants to pursue, and they are smaller in scale than the back-to-back tentpole size pictures he is directing with Godzilla, with the Godzilla launch and then the Star Wars spinoff. Uh, Edwards and Legendary had agreed to him stepping out before the picture's date was set. Legendary and Warner Brothers are looking for a director to replace Edwards as they also work on Godzilla vs. King Kong, which has been set for a release in May 20th of 2020. So May 20, 2020. Mm-hmm. A lot of 20 going on. <laughs> 2020 with Baba Wawa. Yeah, and Hugh Downs. <laughs> the latter film was made possible when Kong Skull Island was brought back from Universal to Warner Brothers. Where legendary made Godzilla, made Godzilla. Legendary acquired rights to additional classic characters from Toho's Godzilla universe, including Rodan, uh, Mothra, and uh, King Godira. Mm. So, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Gareth Edwards stepping away from this? I don't blame him. I mean, I can see where he's coming from. It's, I mean, Spielberg kind of does the same thing. Where you, if you make a couple of these big event movies, it's nice to kind of scale back. Hmm. And do a little bit of a small feature and take a break from all the crazy post-production and production of doing like a Star Wars or Godzilla movie. Yeah, but he kind of committed to it. Oh, yeah. He committed to it. You know, like right after it was done, it was kind of like a done deal that he was going to come back for it. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like they both agreed to him him stepping away, though. I mean, you said it was amicable. No, yeah. I don't think they want to drag it out in the media and be like, yeah, huge fucking, you know. Right. Yeah. Fight, you know. Yeah. I think that – I I think what happened was – and we kind of, I guess we kind of agree, is that he did a big movie with Godzilla. Well, I mean, he started off with that small independent movie that he made himself, Monster. Yeah, yeah. And then he did Godzilla, which was a huge blockbuster. And then he did, now he's doing Rogue One. I think he's burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But also on the flip side, he kind of committed to to doing this movie. I, for one, I don't give a shit. I'm glad he's stepping away. I did not like Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I thought, like, basically I'm watching I'm watching Cranston, and then I'm watching Aaron Taylor Johnson try to act his way out of a paper bag <laughs> after that. And then I get, f- like, maybe 14 minutes of Godzilla, if that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like the movie. so I I'm, still haven't even succumbed to it because of what you guys thought of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with the new director. Uh Seth Graham Smith is on the market now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, guys. He sucks. <laughs> the Flash director that we fucking bashed last week. Yeah, let's give this guy. Ago. Let's give him another chance. So, <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, Seth Graham Smith. Cool. Nice. All right. It's like, I, I like Graham Crackers. Are you, like, am I ta- are you both in the room right now? Like, where are you? Are you, Your head back in your phone? What are you thinking about, Jay? Dead bodies? I don't know what's going on right no, now. No, I was just thinking about Godzilla. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I personally don't care if the franchise continues either. Um, but a, a nice pair of new eyes on it might help. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much he's already. Obviously, he already had a vision for where this was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to have to kind of restart that. 
I don't know. You know, it, it's it's not something I'm interested in. Even with King Kong on board for you know Godzilla versus King Kong, it doesn't it, yeah doesn't get me excited at all. So. Yeah, I'm with Jack. I, I'm cool with him doing some smaller stuff. I'd like to see some of that. Monsters was great. So. I'm not saying any of that. I I I I, I want to see a good Godzilla movie. Mm. I would like to see a great King Kong movie. I just didn't care for Gareth Edwards, the director. Right, right. So, so maybe this is a good thing in the long run. You know, just some, so somebody else doing it. So. I happen to like like big kaiju monsters. And yeah, I, I like those types of movies. And if I can get a cool King Kong versus Godzilla movie mm. where I can just shut my brain off and watch. Two fucking huge monsters beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would you definitely know? go. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know. I hope Gareth Edwards does a great job with Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's just he was not my favorite director for the Godzilla movie. It yeah. just didn't work for me. Yeah. So New Vision might be cool. All right. What do I got? That's it. I guess we're moving on to Marvel news. We're yeah. just plowing through shit this week. <laughs> I'm going to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Wow, I might be CC in daylight at the end of this episode. Marvel news. Fucking thirsty. <laughs> you want some water? You get some water? Yeah, I'll get you some water. Awesome <laughs> shit. <Fucking> thirsty. <laughs> okay, we're back. Hey. Water in effect. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, nice. no problem. Get all refreshed. Yeah. Liquidated. Ah, liquidated. <laughs> Fascinated. <laughs> Fascinators. Start off Marvel news this week uh, with Marvel emails, because mm. we've got a shit ton of those fucking things. Nice. Oof. And uh, first one comes from Derek Eagle. His last name is Eagle. I wonder if Wilderness John fucked this guy. <laughs> I was thinking this. I was going to say the same thing if he didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Seems to go hand in hand, right? I assume he did. Yeah. yeah. Let's assume so. <laughs> thing is with Derek, and here's a little story. I don't know you, Derek. You just sent the email. But the thing is, last week we did a... Uh, he sent two emails, Derek. Mm-hmm. Last week, we didn't read his, because it didn't have anything to do with Civil War. Now, on these episodes where we do a movie, mm-hmm. I'm only going to read, like, a Civil War movie. So, like, when we do Suicide Squad. Yes. If you sent me a fucking uh, uh, email the week prior about uh, Susie Dipshit and Johnny Fuckbucket, <laughs> and you want to know my thoughts on that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, Brian, what do you think about Susie Dipshit and Johnny Fuckbucket? What do you think about that pilot episode? Hmm. I'm not going to read that during a Suicide Squad episode. So, like, Derek sent, like, this email the week before, had nothing to do with Civil War, so I put it in the hopper. Right. Derek didn't hear his email last week, so I think Derek kind of panicked. <laughs> I, Derek Eagle, his feathers started getting ruffled. <laughs> so he, Derek, Mr. Eagle panicked a little bit, yeah. and he's like, well, I'll send another one. Fuck it. Fuck it, I just watched Civil... I, fuck it, I'll send him a Civil... Derek, I'm going to read both your goddamn emails now. <laughs> now I'm forced reading both of these fucking things. Thanks a lot. If you knew... Yeah. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Glad you're listening. Chill the fuck out. Jesus, take it down a notch. The wilderness shine needs to keep this guy more busy. Yeah. It's like... It's like it, people act like they're playing the fucking lottery with these emails. Like, oh, oh, he didn't read that one. I'll try again. I'll enter again. <laughs> Next time we'll draw his name from the hat. Yeah. Oh, Brian and the gang needs a second dose of the eagle <laughs> here you go 
double dose the eagle. <laughs> now I gotta read both these fucking things. Motherfucker. Thanks a lot, Derek. Yeah. Now I gotta bore my audience with your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Most exciting thing about you is your goddamn last name. <laughs> Welcome to the army. Hey guys, I got some speculation on uh, where the remaining infinity stones are going to turn up. <laughs> I think the next one we'll see is obvious, being the time stone in Doctor Strange. The last stone, which would be the soul gem, I think we'll see it in the first Black Panther movie. In Civil War, when T'Chaka dies and T'Challa is speaking with Black Widow, he mentions that death is not the end in his culture, since one of T'Challa's traits in the comics is that he can communicate with the former Black Panthers before him, including his deceased father. I could possibly see T'Challa using the stone to speak with his father. What do you guys think? Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Total agreement. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I think it is. A, it is a very good possibility that we're going to see an. Infinity Jake was the one that broke. Yeah, I was ready to move on. Yeah, I was cool. I was like, I was like, <laughs> Jake's like, I can't leave him hanging. I'm sure Doctor Strange is a great platform to see the time jam. I think that's a safe bet. Okay. I was, fuck this guy and his beat. Yeah. We'll respond better to your next email, maybe. Maybe. And How many stones? Hey, no, hold on. How many stones have we been introduced to so far? Shit, who's counting? Okay, we got the one in Guardians. Yeah, we got the one in uh, fucking Vision's fucking head. Yeah, yeah, the one in Captain America. Yeah, mm-hmm. the it, it, the it Tesseract. Yes, yeah, so okay. it, it was the Cosmic yeah. Cube. Right. That's three. Yeah, that's the same one that's in Avengers. That's still three. And then we got the the red motherfucker in Thor: Dark World. Yes, that's right. four. Yes, so we're down to two. So these are the two. Yeah, what was all the, right. What was the you win, Derek. <laughs> you got it, man. I think they're going to be in the next movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Excitement. <laughs> well, they, we've got they've got to come into play. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they got two Avengers movies to get all this shit figured out. So it's like if we don't see one of them in one of these movies before the Avengers. How do movies. we get to the Avengers movie though? How do we get there? That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> the next. Okay, we've got we've got. Um, We've got Doctor Strange. Yeah. We got Black Panther. Yeah. After that, we got another Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Then we're going into our next Avengers movie. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like we're broken down into like the Avengers and then like Secret Avengers at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting another Avengers movie, it should pick up like with. That. Mo- mostly after Civil War, where these other movies are like in the middle with the other characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, we can we really jump into like the Infinity War at this point? No, I think that'll be the, more the second movie than the first. Okay, so that's why they're retitling these things. Yeah, probably. That would make that's sense. That's what I'm, yeah. Hmm. Almost so. setting up the second one. Tying up any loose ends and setting up the second one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's the case. I'm gonna say that I think that we'll definitely see a stone in Doctor Strange. Agreed. Yeah, we might not see another stone until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, though. Hmm. I don't know if we'll see it in Black Panther. I completely agree with okay. that. Okay, okay. So I, that's my thought. Just to kind of give it more gravitas. To show up in, in the next Guardians? I think it'll be a Thanos story, and I think it'll be mm. Thanos hunting down these stones. That would be a great way to set it up. It might be a race to the stones. It might, hell, they might even, we might even see Thanos' kidney stones. 
Maybe you have a song by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's got to be a reason why it's right before, so you would think that that would lead up, you know, directly into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I'd like to see Black Panther have that power because Black Panther has that power, too, not mm-hmm. that he can communicate with his ancestors, not because he's fucking holding some fucking dumb gem. Right. What if, what if the lines get crossed when he's trying to communicate and all of a sudden he's, like, talking to Ben Kenobi? <laughs> We got our first crossover. Yeah. We got – they're both owned by Disney. Yeah. Right. And, like, you just got, like, you know, you got, like, Chadwick Boseman looking at this old white man. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I think that will happen at least in comics in the next 10 years. I'd bet money on it. In the next 10 oh, years. Oh, it will happen in the comics. Yeah. yeah. So I think soon, too. Oh, yeah. We'll I, see I, Spider-Man I, in the Star Wars universe or yeah. whoever in the Marvel universe. I agree. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. do it. How can you not? Uh, yeah, you have to be crazy. Uh, comic sales would go through the roof. Yeah, too. you're printing money with that yeah. idea. Uh, next email comes from uh, Rebecca Darling. Uh, do you, do you, I want to say your last name. Hello, Darling. Darling. <laughs> Rebecca Darling. You can't help it. It's like Natasha from Bullwinkle. Yeah, Darling. <laughs> Uh, Finn totally got that reference. By the way. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Our, our 16 year old listener totally was like, "Oh yeah, her yeah, <laughs> from those old 70s cartoons." Yeah, yeah, I loved them. So relevant. Big Jim Ward fan. Yeah. <laughs> Finn Deeds Creek. Again, Finn Deeds Creek. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're just killing it today. <laughs> oh, my childhood's coming back to life. <laughs> You're living your childhood, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> You're still in it. Uh, Rebecca Dowling says, hey, guys, just listen to your podcast about Civil War. Really loved it, by the way. Glad she did. Yeah. It was yeah. a good episode. It's nice. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to address the point. I'm going to tell you. This is the thing. This is the thing. Oh, my God. 20 fucking people telling us how Captain America knew about uh, uh, Bucky killing. Oh, I saw this. Spoilers. On, I saw this on Twitter. Right. Spoilers. Spoiler warning for Civil War if you haven't seen it. Yeah. But about 20 people contacted me with, like, um, how how Captain America knew that Bucky? I'll just read the email. Yeah, please. <laughs> I wanted to address the point about Cap knowing that Tony Stark's parents were killed. I think they are referring to the scene in Winter Soldier when Cap and Black Widow find Hydra's secret underground location, and Doctor Zola is running down all the stuff Hydra had their hands in. They show a brief clip of Tony's parents' death as a newspaper clipping as he mentions that Hydra has killed people and made it look like an accident. I think they show a split-second reaction scene on Cap's face. What do you guys think? (laughs) I don't remember that. I just watched this movie like six days before I saw Civil War, and I I still couldn't recall this. Mm. I I mean, now that they bring it up, I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah. 20 people bring it up, it fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. It happened, but like she said, a split-second reaction from Cap's face. Yeah, but see, like, going into Civil War, it's not like I remember that one split-second scene. Yeah. So... It should have been more impactful, you know, for that to make more sense, you know, or to say, oh, yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah. But I couldn't piece it together. I mean, you're. Well, this is why this movie, you have to watch other films in order to get this movie. Right. Yeah. It worked, though. I mean, Cap says it. Cap's not a liar. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You buy into it. Jake, trust me. No, I'm not trying to take anything away from you, Marvel (laughs) fuckboy. No, you can still hold near and dear to this movie. I still loved it a lot. Yeah. Still loved it. He's not, not a liar. I know. <laughs> All right. Jeez. I can I, I can actually feel like his heart palpitations <laughs> on my end of the table. Whoa, whoa! Somebody speaking ill of Marvel. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I not like I had all positive stuff to say about Civil War. All right, here we go. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not, no, I'm not. No, I'm sitting this dance out. You win. You're the big winner, Jake. Thank you. You're right. You had some negatives. I did. I did. <laughs> God, he takes everything so goddamn serious. <laughs> just joking around with a guy, getting all fucking Rain Man on me. Trying to get shit. my heart to calm down. Just give me a break. Next one comes from Tsuji. Tsuji was the they they, they gave us an iTunes review. Ah, at one mm. time was it a good one? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> hey, leftovers! I just finished listening, uh, finished listening to your Civil War episode and wanted to clear up the question about how Captain America knew that Bucky killed uh, Iron Man's parents. No. Oh, fucking blowing my brains no. out. We get it. I'm not going to read that part. I will read the second part of his email where he says, I started listening during the Star Wars episode and been sticking around for the hilarious commentaries. I listen to a lot of comic book related podcasts. And then he goes on to name them. Uh, skip that part. Oh, don't, no, don't groan. <laughs> don't groan. Why? I'm talking about the comic slobs oh, okay. fucking episode. Uh, yeah, that's they, true. That's true. Anytime you, uh, we we are mentioned on their show, they fucking grow. And can you believe this shit? They're fucking. I, I I'm listening to the last fucking episode. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start. They skip over three emails that people fucking re- that people sent in because they were praising our show oh, or uh, whatever. Yeah. They go straight to the fucking. They go straight to the Melvin the plagiarizer email. Oh jeez. Was they, it plagiarizing Hulk Hogan for them? No, he was talking about how you're a Marvel fuckboy mm. and all this other shit and how DC's the best and blah, 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 blah. Now, these guys hated Batman v Superman worse than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And they just fell into his trap. He just wanted to have his fucking email read on their show so he could talk shit about us. Oh, come mm. on, guys. Yeah, they broke, like, this is like the equivalent, this is like the podcasting equivalent of, like, bros before hoes. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they broke that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking jerks. Now I'm going to groan. Yeah. Right. And not feel yeah. bad about it. Yeah. That's- so after I, like, soon as I heard Melvin kiss and her, as soon as I heard, like, the first, like, three, four sentences out of this guy, I did what everybody else did, and I... Stop listening to comic slobs. So. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to do what Jake and everybody else does. Download and delete. And not listen. So yeah. I turned it off at that Was he point. mentioning us by name again? I don't know if he did. I didn't get that far. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'm out. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm out. It's like everybody else. Still listening, though, it looks like. He's still listening to our show, yeah. Melvin. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking fuck? hate you, and yeah. you fucking listen. Yeah. And you still Listen, you are the he is the densest, dumbest piece of shit ever. How fucking I know dense, how thick skulled can you be? Yeah. These guys fucking can't stand me. Oh, I wonder what they think about Batman v Superman. <laughs> Let me give it a fucking listen. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's doing it to himself. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, we're all a bunch of jerks for not loving that movie. <laughs> We didn't toss it. Yeah, no, we didn't. Not at all. We had two people that did, but... Yeah. Jesus. What a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> he says, but you guys legitimately bring something different to the table. Talking about those other podcasts. Mm-hmm. He, I, he listens to iFanboy, Comic Geek Speak, Raging Bullets, and Word Balloon. <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of people might categorize you all as crass, but in the handful of episodes I have listened to, I see that there is a lot of heart behind the show. Uh, the way you guys came together to give kind words to 
Um, he calls him Jonathan Gutierrez. His name's Joshua. Uh, but, uh, good. I guess Jonathan's fine. Yeah. It's I don't fine. know. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of heart. Now, he says, the way that we came together to give kind words to Joshua Gutierrez showed me that the leftover army differs than any other kind of fan base. You really have something special here, and I just wanted to let you know. All the best. I'm going to eat tomatoes in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Tsuji. Awesome. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was my favorite part of last week was hearing Dan's American accent. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> shit. Sean Harris sends us an email. Hey, guys, I just saw Civil War last weekend, and I thought it was awesome. I was mostly excited to see Spidey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and to see Cap beat the fuck out of Tony Stark, and the movie didn't disappoint on either. Overall, I give the movie a Tupperware. Even though I did have a few problems with the movie, I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Anyways, I know this is already a long email, but I was just (laughs) wanting to ask all the leftovers and whoever else you may have on the show a question inspired inspired by Civil War. Uh, I was wondering who your favorite hero is on Marvel's side and who your favorite hero is on DC's side. And who do you and who you think would win in a fight between the hero you chose from Marvel versus the one you chose from DC? Uh, thanks for the hard work you guys do, and congrats on three years of the show. Hmm. Um, Sean Harris, he wants to know our favorite uh, movie hero. He doesn't mention. I can read it again, but he, he says, I was wondering who your favorite hero is on Marvel's side. And who your favorite hero is on DC's side. Okay. And then I want to see them beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> then I just want to see them. Who's your favorites? And then I just want them to pummel each other. Yeah. I want to take your two favorite things and then watch them try to destroy one another. <laughs> wow. And who do you think would win? <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, I got to go with Batman on my DC team. Um, and then with Marvel, like as far as the Marvel movies are concerned, Iron Man is my favorite. Just Marvel in general. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say Iron Man's pretty high up there. So. You read Iron Man comics? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my first toys ever was the Toy Biz Iron Man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big Iron Man. I have Man a hard fan. time reading Iron Man comics. Yes. Yeah, I am reading the new Bendis run and it's okay, mm-hmm. but. So that, that'd be a tough fight. I mean, I'm going to give it to Batman because he's my fucking favorite character of all time. So Iron he Man can light Batman. Nah, 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 nah. He can he can get the same technology. <laughs> ah, classic Marvel fuck yeah. boys, right? Classic <laughs> DC. Yeah, of course. But yeah, that, that'd be a pretty Jesus. cool fight to see. Yeah, it'd be a fucking one sided bloodbath. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to go. Spider Man is my favorite. Marvel character? Oh, Christ. Who's my favorite DC character? <laughs> I'm going to go Plastic Man. I love Plastic Man. Hmm. Uh, seriously, he's it's yeah. a very comedic character. I know. I, <laughs> Makes always, him giggle. I've always really enjoyed Plastic Man. <laughs> I think Spider-Man would win this fight, though. What? Just web him up in a ball. He's fucked. He's made of plastic. <laughs> he's not made of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> he can get out of that webbing, though, right? No problem. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some of that impact webbing. Not in your world. Yeah, huh? not in my world. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Spider-Man, of course, on Marvel's side. And then on DC side, I'm actually going to go movie. I'm going to go movie Superman. I'm going to go with uh, not Henry Cavill. I'm going with Christopher Reeve. Okay. Okay. Um, and Christopher Reeve wins. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So Who, who doesn't? I just watched I, I watched Superman 2 just like yesterday. Did, did you watch the... Um, like the newer extended version? 
Oh, the Donner original cut? Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, just no, a theatrical. Just a theatrical mm-hmm. one. Um, but uh, that movie, I love it, but there's a lot of stupid shit in it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stupid shit. Like, um... The, like when he pulls like the shield off his the, the <laughs> symbol off his chest and throws it, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like the saran wrap. They're all like, "Oh god!" It's like a <laughs> Superman saran wrap net. Yeah, what the hell was that? And then they just start teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. I do. yeah. It, 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 yeah. How? It's like these are powers I haven't seen before. <laughs> and you know, and then like I didn't know that like they had like the power of telekinesis either. Yeah, they got it all. I didn't know that. Those Kryptonians. Superman 2, dude. Fucking Zod, he uses his finger, and you see, like, a little white light come off his finger, and he's able to move shit. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I, I totally forgot about that. Totally happened. Damn. Hmm. And then, at the end of the movie, he makes out with Lois, and she forgets everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird yeah. Yeah. fucking movie. Overall, really fucking great, though. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Phantom Zone is great imagery. Yeah. All right, guys. Next email comes from uh, my stalker, Michael J. Borelli. Mm-hmm. Here he goes. Fucking God, he is. He. I don't know who's worse, Marvel fuckboy, you, Jake, <laughs> or this guy. <laughs> Anytime a Marvel movie fucking comes out, you know what Dan West's favorite Marvel movie is? It's that Iron Man three. Dan West. He was on the show last week. Mm-hmm. We asked him what his favorite Marvel movie was. What did he say? Did where he say Iron Man 3? Where are you guys? I thought he said Iron Man 3. Civil War. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. That's I forgot. Right. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> I totally He's trying to make a point. Anyway, forget it. Chilean miners. Jesus <laughs> These, do you guys even show up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like the Doctor Strange thing. and This is just my astral projection. I'm really not here. <laughs> anyway, Michael J. Borelli. <laughs> says, hey, guys, I loved hearing you talk about Civil War. Some of your – yeah, of course, he loved it this time. But when I bitch about Age of Ultron, then you're going to chew me – you're going to chew me another asshole. Multiple times. <laughs> but, as lo- but as long as I loved it. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, Michael J. Borelli, I'm going to rate the next five fucking Marvel movies for you right now. You're rating, okay? You're going you're gonna to Tupperware Doctor Strange. You're going to Tupperware uh, – what is it? What comes out the next year? Guardians Black Panther. Too. Guardians. All the Infinity movies, mm-hmm. they're all Tupperwares, Michael. So I just saved you five fucking boring emails. <laughs> all right? Saved us, too. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't have to write in with your glowing review of every goddamn movie they put out. <laughs> I loved hearing you talk about Civil War. Some of your comments had me laughing out loud in my cubicle at work. Uh, even though Jay decided to spoil the Tupperware party, like that guy that sneaks into their friend's dorm room at night, sticks a catheter into their penis hole, and then uses a funnel to shit in the tube and fill their friend's ball sack with shit so they have shitty balls. Yes, it's just like that. Pretty much. People it's do that. It's just like that scenario that I don't believe has ever fucking happened. <laughs> That's a classic prank. What classic are you talking about? Prank, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that in like, what was it? No, that was in like, that was Bosom Buddies. That was like <laughs> season one of Bosom Buddies. Like Tom Hanks taking a shit in a catheter. Yeah, they did an Animal House. Yeah, Animal House had happened. <laughs> PCU. Yeah. PCU. Revenge of the Nerds. God. One, two, and three. 
porkies. Yeah. <laughs> you got shitty balls. Oh, oh the old shitty balls. Trick. Oh, the old classic cat. It's like shitty balls. boiling a Tupperware party. Shitting into a tube. That could kill somebody. It could. Yeah, that's, it's, that's oh, really bad. Yeah, you want toxins that come out of your butt? Do you want those in your ball sack? Okay, well, you just killed your fucking friend. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Yeah. Your friend is now dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like that murderer. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> You just I like feel so murderer. horrible You're now. just like that murderer that takes a shit into their friend's ball sack. Wow, I'm that's never a- sleeping over at jail. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every time. Oh, yeah. I'm never... Never fall asleep at Jay. No. You just might wake up to a scrotum full of shit. Yeah, I am walking home if I'm too drunk to drive home. <laughs> Not dealing with that. The old shitty balls. He says, if you are going to lavish praise on a movie for four hours, maybe you should think about it. Fuck. Uh, oh, yeah. He said, he's talking about you, Jay. Oh, okay. He says, if you're going to lavish praise on a movie for four hours, maybe you should think about fucking giving it a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, God. I, I spoiled such a big celebration. <laughs> we have oh, such a huge party when that It happens. was all about DC homeboys representing, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's what it was about. That, that high taste yeah. is such a terrible review. <laughs> Michael J. Pirelli doesn't take anything less than a Tupperware for any Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It could be like, no, like I was talking about people taking a shit. Yeah. He would actually Tupperware Black Widow taking a shit. <laughs> Two hours of that. God. He would Tupperware it because he just, it, he's just like, a, you, you put it in front of him. And he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like a, <laughs> He's like a fucking baby when you jiggle keys in their face when it comes to a Marvel movie. Yeah. That's what Michael J. Borelli is the equivalent of. Yeah. Jiggle those fucking keys and he's just goo goo ga over it. Tupperware. <laughs> For me, this movie hits so many right notes. Wow, that's shocking, Michael. I'm shocked that it did. I'm sure. I'm just surprised that it hit on every fucking level for you, Michael. That's so shocking. For me, this movie hit on so many right notes that it is easy to ignore the few weaker spots you guys pointed out. I can't believe, yeah, I can't believe him seeing any weak spots in this movie at all. Like it was going to be hard for him to ignore the the weak spots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it just outshined the weak spots. It was easy for him to ignore them. You know, you know, you know what Winter Soldier needs? Just fucking earplugs. Yeah. Just cover your ears. You know, you don't just hear the- get some fucking yeah. earplugs, man. Yeah, just you- go la 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 with your hands. Or just talk real loud while the other guys talk. You don't have to like cryogenically freeze yourself. <laughs> it's true. Just buy some really good fucking earplugs. Yeah, because it seemed like otherwise he was doing fine. It's just fine. those key words. He's adjusting very well. Oh, we need to freeze him again. <laughs> and they could, they could. I don't know. They could figure out a way to communicate with them. Yeah. For I sure. Mean, yeah. Sign language. Yeah. Something. Can draw. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, I really just wanted to answer a question you guys had about Cap knowing about. No! <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yes! Oh, fuck. Yes! Son of a bitch. About Cap knowing about Tony's parents' death. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artem Zola. Exactly. Next email. <laughs> and as a side note, I think it is finally time for the complaint of Marvel is just setting up the next movie to end. Uh, I am glad no one said that this time. Shut. God damn it. It's like you can't even fucking criticize anything in these fucking movies, Michael. If I, if I feel that the Thor Ragnarok scenes in Age of Ultron were fucking stupid and were setting up a Thor fucking movie that's two years out, yeah. then that's my fucking opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, we're not trying to shit on the movie. Just, I was shitting on the movie. But that's just Fuck a Age of Ultron. That's just, that's just one additional reason for me to shit on that fucking right. movie. But it's based on a fact. They were. It was basically just a big ad for And the I'm not thing. saying that you can't set up everything. You can't set up other movies. Right. I'm just saying it wasn't done well. No, it should be done more natural and not just like, whoa, what movie am I watching now? Yeah. Right. I'm watching fucking, I'm watching a Viking in a pool. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was just watching a Robot, right? <laughs> Fighting a very patriotic man, <laughs> and now I'm watching a half-nude Viking <laughs> in a fucking pool. Right? What the fuck am I watching it right now? Kind of. But right. God forbid I fucking. You know what, Michael J. Borelli? The thing is, like, this, I don't know how exciting this fucking show would be if we just sucked every fucking movie off. Right? <laughs> if I just went into every movie blindly gonna love it, mm-hmm. and you listen to four fucking guys, three, four guys on a podcast to say, hey, you remember that one part in that movie? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. You remember that one part in that movie? I really like that too. Hey, do you remember that part where you did that? Yeah, that was really cool. It's like the Chris Farley show. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah. We're like your doctor in an alley, basically. Just <laughs> jer- jer- jerking yeah. everything off. Just jerking everything off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad no one said that this time. I, you know what? I Michael, wish you would have said it. Now. I was honestly thinking that there there was a chance that those five um, super soldiers, those other Winter Soldiers, mm. that they would have been the setup for the next Cap movie. Yeah. And I was a little upset by that when it when the, when that twist hit us when we finally realized what was going on. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. this is cool. This is cool. But. I think it worked well in this movie. I don't think it did with Age of Ultron. He's trying to act like he's got a fucking point. Like, oh, we can put that to bed. No. <laughs> if, a, if a fucking movie tries to set up another fucking movie and it don't make sense. Yeah. And yeah, you can say, well, you know, he was in the pool for this and this and this. It just took me out of the movie. Everybody. Michael. I thought it was stupid and it took me out of the goddamn movie. Yeah. <laughs> me too. And, there, and it felt like there was no threat with Ultron. It just felt like they were just setting up other shit yeah. that was future threats, and there was no imminent threat with Ultron. For None. the team to be together. Yeah, like even that. Tony's vision is like a vision about not Ultron like right. destroying the team. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Michael. Michael. He's trying to act like he's all right and like I'm not going to fucking call him out on this shit. Like I'm just going to read this shit and agree with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Michael, for putting that to rest. You're the big winner. <laughs> Can't wait to read his next email for Doctor Strange. Let me guess. You fucking loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, this is what we want. Storytelling in a long form using feature films has never been done before. As long as we get a complete story of some sort inside of the bigger ones being teased, we should be rejoicing. Yeah, we should just be happy we're alive, right, Michael? <laughs> is it, is it, he's not that guy, is he? No, I hope oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we really do live in an incredible time to be a comic book geek. He might be that guy. Oh, <laughs> That guy's my least favorite guy yeah, ever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you guys complaining about the movie? You should just be happy to be alive. Oh. Just, yeah, be glad you're breathing. God. Jesus. Also, a quick thank you to Brian. Oh, man, I just shit on this guy <laughs> for like the past like five minutes. Now he's thanking me. I feel like a dick. Does he give a reason? Yeah. Also, a quick thank you to Bri- uh, thank you to you, Brian, uh, for recommending Shit's Creek and Rick and Morty. My life is better for having watched these shows. I love them. Love you guys. Uh, Mike. Gamma irradiated leftover army physicist. Mm. You think he can handle it? You think he can handle it? You think he can take the jab in this week? You, you think Michael so. can take it? I hope so. You may you may have turned him into the Hulk with this one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Michael, don't. <laughs> I tell you, man, if you send me another email next week, I'm not promising I'm going to read it. <laughs> Actually, I'm telling you, I'm not. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> this sounds officially like the Banhammer. Oh, yeah, it's a little taste of Banhammer. You know, you could no, he can email about something else. Okay, but if he comes back to me with fucking more fucking Civil War shit and this long storytelling, mm-hmm. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna give him a short stu- short story, and it'll be it's your band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the band. He loves it. Yeah! It's been, it's been a while since I banned somebody. Flex that muscle, man. Yeah, yeah. Last time we let Dad do it, so you've been all about hiatus from it. We got a tweet here from JT Lobu. Uh, this was on Twitter, of course. That's the only place where you can get tweets. Mm-hmm. Wow. You got this thanks, tweet on thanks, Instagram. Yeah, hey, Brian, thanks for clarifying that for us, you fucking moron. Where the fuck else are you tweeting, you dumbass? I'm a fucking idiot. I clarified that I, I got a tweet on Twitter. Oh, just so you guys know, I got this tweet on Twitter. Where the fuck else would I get it? I was hanging out on Facebook, and all of a sudden, a fucking bird showed up on my fucking screen. It's synergy. Oh, like, another wow. tweet. Hey, look what I delivered for you. A tweet. It's awesome. Oh my god, that's that fucking that fucking Steve O talks about in that this comedy special how he's how he's a sex addict. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Man, it got so bad that somebody so he's like, I'm gonna go he he's like, he got done with a show and he's horny, he wants to go back to his fucking room and see if like any women wanna like uh, tweet at him to like, you know, meet him or uh-huh. anything like that. And so he's like, I got on Twitter and he's like there was one. There was only one. And he's like, it was on Twitter. And she didn't even have a profile pic. It was a fucking egg. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's basically talking about how he's rolling the dice with a Twitter egg yeah. profile yeah. picture. That's risky. <laughs> Dude, hilarious, man. You gotta fucking watch I it. I will. It's so good. I will. Anyway, JT Lobu says, hey guys, in Civil War, Bucky's breakout. I'm not even drinking this episode and yeah. I'm even more belligerent than usual. <laughs> Yeah, what's, what gives? I don't fucking know. What's in your water, Jay? Yeah, what the fuck is in that shit? <laughs> it's pure spring water, pure man. vodka out of the faucets. I'm, I'm getting a little... Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to read this one. We're going to break. I'm going to get some more water. Yep. I, like, I, 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 like, I got dry mouth, like yeah. cotton mouth and shit. It's weird. No, Luther, I've not been smoking. <laughs> Luther has. Whoa! <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> anyway, back to JT. Hey, guys, in Civil War, Bucky's breakout scene when Black Widow said... You can at least recognize me? Do you think they have a past? In the comics, they have an extensive relationship from back when Widow was in the Red Room. Just food for thought. Let me know what you think. I don't think so in the MCU. No, I think that they're referencing to like just Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. She's mentioned that she's known of him, but never that, mentioned. Yes, you're right. But they've never, she's never met him as far as I know, you know. But she did mention, I know of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. So Steve, when Steve yes. was trying to figure it out. So I don't know if there's more to this or not. I guess I have to watch Winter Soldier again for that uh, that scene. She's like, very well could be. There might be. I need to go back and watch Winter yeah. Soldier again, number one. It seemed to me like she was aware of it because of her program that she was in. So she knew of him because of that. She followed right. his exploits because she's also kind of an assassin. Yeah. So, but she never said, oh, yeah, I know him. I met him, you know. There'd have to be like a, because I mean. How old is Black Widow at this point? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. So there, it have to be. I mean, it could if it, it had to just been one. How many missions had they brought him out on? Right, is, right. You know, the chances of her running into him on the same mission and then not knowing it's him. Yeah, 
But I'm sure she had to be aware of him just based on where she was at in her agency. She had to know about him. At she least. knew about him, and she's yeah. already said that. Right. Like, okay, this is another guy you may meet on the field, you know, right? Whether you want to or not. But. Yeah, but is there a is there a past? I mean, mm. have they ever have they ever? Doesn't seem like it. So I was about far. to say bumped ugly. So right. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it necessarily. But yeah. it's a weird thing for her to say to him too. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> interesting yeah yeah all right man we don't know in the comics it's a different thing than the mcu in the mcu i'm just taking it for what it is now and i i maybe i think she knew of him and i don't know if they i don't think they had a past yeah in the comics they bumped uglies totally yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) awesome Pretty much everybody in the MC in the Marvel comics has bumped up. <laughs> Wolverine with every female. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with more Marvel news as opposed to your emails. Nice. I can already see. I can already see fucking Michael J. Borelli fucking typing up this next one. <laughs> and I can already see me tossing it in the trash can. <laughs> Getting mad. I can already hear that trash Clicking can. Clicking that folder. icon. Eh, this is where I say, and we're back, like yeah. I always do, because I don't know what else to say. Yeah. We're back, works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back. Yeah, we're back. Back. Oldie but a goodie. <laughs> All right, let's move on to regular Marvel news. Um, let's see here. As of right now, it looks like X Men Apocalypse is sitting at a fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, not good. It's one percent away from fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible news. One percent. Not great though, compared to how the other two have been received. I know, I know. Yeah, Days of Future Past was ninety-one percent. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I don't know how much stock I put into it. Yeah, so. I'm still super excited. Yeah. Um. So, uh, why the big change? Uh, as far as like the rating is concerned, you know, like why? Mm-hmm. Why is it at at a fifty-nine percent? Days of Future Past is at a 91%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some theories. Um, let's remember, Days of Future Past was originally supposed to be helmed by director Matthew Vaughn, who had done X-Men First Class and had been working on Days of Future Past for quite a while. So basically, Singer was able to come in there after Matthew Vaughn dropped off the project. Singer came in there and was able to pretty much piggyback off of his ideas and original concepts and everything. Now, this time he does not have the luxury of doing that mm. uh, because Vaughn did not work on this movie at all. Not um, even a producer, huh? Not that I know of. Mm. Uh, I, maybe executive producer? I don't know. Mm. But, I mean, I, I, I haven't looked into it. Um, and remember the Quicksilver scene from Days of Future Past that we all love so much? Yes. Yeah. That was done by the film's uh, second unit director, and Singer himself was not like... 100% involved in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also have been hearing from people that have seen the movie that this is very comic book centric. Like if you haven't read the comics, this might not be your thing. Okay. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. They say you have to be really into the X-Men <laughs> lore to really love this movie. So that might be some of the critics there. True. Uh, this is getting too crazy. I don't understand any of this. You know, this yeah. is nuts. 
I can see that happening with the general audience for sure. Wow, since when did Singer care about the comic book lore? That's a first. That's what the, I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, all I, I'm all, I'm not saying you said all it, I'm but. going off of, and this is this has been user reviews. I'm not even going into the critic reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are from people that have seen the movie um, and people that have liked the movie. But they're saying, I understand why maybe the critics didn't like it. Mm. And it's because of this reason. So um, it'll be interesting to see when we finally watch it. Yeah, and I, I wonder if the good the good responses are the same thing that they're criticizing. Like the people that do enjoy the comic books are praising it. Yeah. And maybe the people that aren't, are, you know, they're, they're not liking it because of the same reason people are praising it. Mm. So I wonder if that's the case, too, at this point. It'll be, it'll be, it'll change once it, you know, it's worldwide release happens. Yeah. We'll see the actual statistics on that, but interesting. Well, I think we got most of our, we got most of our critic reviews now. I would say 70%. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, let's talk about what's to come after Apocalypse though. Coming soon.net. They can't, they caught up with Simon Kinberg at a film, at the film's junket where he confirmed what you might already be thinking. The next one is set in the 90s, okay. the producer told them. Um, so, I mean, we've had the first one in the 60s, you know, first class. Then we had in the 70s with Days of Future Past. Apocalypse is in the 80s. This film's going to be set in the 90s. Okay. Since we know that Ty Sheridan's going to be in this movie, they're going to have to age him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that seems weird. Did they age him down in this one, and they're going to age him up a little bit? I mean, because he's probably playing younger in this movie than he actually is. That would seem to be the smart way to do it. Right. What you're saying, aging him down in this, so you can right. just have him normal in that. And I mean, you can do that with, like, hairstyles and, yeah. you know, clothing and stuff like that. You can make somebody look younger than they really are. Like, what's his name? Uh, Tom Holland, mm-hmm. our Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's 19. He's playing a 16-year-old. Right, yeah. And I bought him as 15 or 16. Yeah, for sure. So. Just give everyone 60 fucking pouches, and we know it's the 90s in the X-Men universe. <laughs> That's true. Big-ass big guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, it's unclear... They, oh, the article goes on to say, it's unclear if Kinberg meant the next headline X-Men film uh, in the series, or dir- uh, j- director Josh Boone's in-development New Mutants feature. Hmm. Uh, but check back here. I don't, I'm not going to give that. Check back to that site. Fuck them. Check back, <laughs> check back to this podcast. Sign up for our emails. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have those. Uh, so uh, they're talking about the upcoming New Mutants film is set to feature a, a new roster of superpowered teens, including Magic, Wolfsbane, uh, Moonstar, Cannonball, Sunspot, and Warlock. Yay, Warlock. Sounds like a great team. So I'm yeah I'm looking forward to that. I I think that Kenberg was just naturally talking about the next X Men movie. I don't yeah. think he was talking about the new Mutants movie. No, right. I think he means it's going to go to the nineties. It makes yeah. fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it for sure. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o has been cast uh, in the Black Panther solo film, or is she still in talks? No, she's so, cast. She's cast. It's yeah. official now. Yeah. Okay. Bunch of casting news for that movie this week. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. over it. Yeah. Uh, no name is given for her character. We know it can't be Storm because she's with Fox. She's playing a love interest, is what they're saying. Okay. Uh, so it can't be Storm. Of course, she's owned by Fox Studios. Uh, we're pretty certain. Um, She'd be a badass Storm, though. Mm. She would be. Uh, pretty certain that it's not going to be Monica Lynn because she's an American mm. who, you know, moved to Wakanda and had a relationship with him. Right. Why would you cast Lupita Nyong'o, who's 
of African descent herself to play an American actor, right? right? Mm-hmm. An American singer. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. Agreed. Um, she's probably one of the Wakandan. What are, Dora Milaje? I don't know how to pronounce it. The guard that. or whatever. The bodyguards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's probably one of those um, that we saw. Like, we saw the one in Civil War. Yeah. Um, the female warriors, they're not romantically entangled with T'Challa. Uh, they're not all romantically entangled with him, but it's a tradition for the king of Wakanda to choose a bride from among those mm-hmm. Dora Milaje women. Interesting. So... That I, I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, that would make more sense than than even going to America. You know, with Wakanda being such a, a factor in the next in the Black Panther movie. So yeah, it'd just be weird to like bring in a character. Well, it'd be weird to have her play an American. Yeah, waste that on an American an American singer, right? When you're casting a f- actress that's of African descent, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, or she's getting huge roles lately. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, Jungle Book, now yeah. Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, good agent. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think if she'd been casting anything else that I'd heard of, but I'm probably just confusing it with this. Um, there's also um, more Black Panther castings. Uh, THR learned that Michael B. Jordan will be reteamed with director Ryan Coogler for a third time in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two films that he was in was, of course, Creed. And then before that, Fruitvale Station, um, which both of those movies are Tupperwares. If you have not seen Fruitvale Station, watch it. It's fucking great. Um, there's no role announced, but they're speculating uh, he's going to be playing a villain. Hmm. So who could he play? You guys have any guesses? Ugh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I don't have any guesses. I'm, I'm not up on the Black Panther rogues necessarily besides Claw and that. I don't, I'm not really too familiar. I'm thinking he's either going to play White Wolf or uh, Killmonger. Mm. White Wolf is cool. I, I like that character. Both characters are trying to usurp right. power in Wakanda, and it, it it's too Loki for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I agree with that. So too much of the same thing? Well, more so with White Wolf. Okay. White Wolf was... His parents were killed in a crash. T'Chaka took him in like a son. Yeah. Oh, that's straight up Loki. Hello, Thor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, but but I could almost see how cool it would be to see Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan grow up as brothers and then be jealous of each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, you know, turn on each other. Right. You know, and so I was thinking like once, you know, because basically White Wolf leaves Wakanda I could see then, like, he would team up with Claw. Yeah. And then come back and then, then try to take over mm-hmm. Wakanda, both for different reasons. Yeah. You know, oh, I want, hi, I want your vibranium, and hi, I want to command. Yeah, I want the kingdom. But then on the flip side, it's way too much like Thor. Is it set in stone that we're going to get Andy Circus in this movie? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we're getting Andy Circus. I think we're also getting Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Good That's cast. Cool. So yeah, it, I Tupperware these new additions. It's a great cast. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, he could also, yeah, Killmonger might be another one. What I, was Killmonger's story? He tries to usurp him as well. Okay, I can't remember like the full origin story. Can't remember if he was like a guard too, one of their guards. Look it up. He's a he's a cool character though too. I'm familiar with him. Yeah. <clears throat> so those would be my two guesses. Did yeah. you want to pull that up, Jake? Yeah, I'm gonna look at Killmonger right, real quick. Pause it. Hopefully. All right, Jake, what'd you find out? Okay, his his father helped Claw attack Wakandia, hmm. and then when that failed, 
he was uh, exiled from Wakandia. Okay. And that's where he's like mad bent on revenge because he, he had I, nothing to do with it. I think that might be our villain. That would make sense, yeah. Claw, for sure. Yeah. And they could keep him alive, you know. Yeah, so, Killmonger could be cool. Yeah, yeah. So Killmonger and Claw team up, possibly. Mm, yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they end Freeze the Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. They have to, right? <laughs> I you, mean, it seems like it. Thing. Yeah. And then they spit out an Infinity Gym. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to uh, DC News this week. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. Got a DC email that I wanted to start off with. Uh, Michael Molino. This isn't a last-minute email. This is for next week. Don't freak out and shit, Brian. Oh, don't freak out. Oh, I thought he meant, like, don't freak out and then shit. He's like, he's like, don't freak out and shit, Brian. Okay. That's what he means. <laughs> I wish he would have told me sooner. I just shit my pants. <laughs> he says, don't freak out and shit, Brian. You don't, don't shit in someone's balls. <laughs> just like that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like that catheter shit motherfucker. It's so cliche. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's the weirdest game of mousetrap ever. <laughs> Your asshole, then it connects to the catheter, then it goes to your dick tip. Next thing you know, uh, straight in your balls. Straight in your ball sack. I, I see a tube coming from my dick tip. tip. I fucking yank that shit as fast as possible. <laughs> or get shit in my balls. Yeah, who? How could you even get that like that rigged? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know once you break it down like that, it's like, how is this even possible? Yeah, I I wake up. He thought of that. That that came out of his mind. Yeah, right? yeah. Michael, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like that came out of your mind, dude. Like you sat back to yourself and you thought to yourself, like you're typing a letter and you're like, I'm I'm going to type an email. Probably and, laughing his ass off. Yeah. Too. Oh, he's like, oh. <laughs> This is good. This is comedy gold. Here. So I, my ass, uh, there's a catheter. God, my leftovers shit. are going to fucking love me oh, now. Oh, man, shitty balls. God. They're going to be eating this shit up. I am killing it this week. Send. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Not even rereading it. Gosh. Don't If this guy ever does like amateur night comedy, yeah. don't invite me, man. I'm not showing up. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't go either, though. <laughs> uh, he says, don't freak out and shit, Brian. You don't know me, motherfucker. Uh, but to get to the point, if Batflex's solo movie is set in Arkham, I'm all fucking in. I'm envisioning a movie that has a little of all genres, horror or body horror with Scarecrow, King Shark, Joker, Man Bat would be dope. Maybe it's Joker loose in Arkham, and we get... Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know... <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's Batman taking a stroll in a park, yeah. and the whole movie set in Arkham. What maybe kind of fucking... maybe Batman's a nanny. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of maybes here. Three, uh, yeah, was it? <laughs> Three men and a baby with, with Batman, Robin, and Nightwing. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Like Jay's idea. Tom Selleck. I was talking about Tom Selleck's house. Like, like somebody mentioned, like, oh, I, I saw, I saw Tom Selleck has like a house in the Bahamas or something like that, and I, I told him, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if his gates were like his mustache opening? Oh, that's fucking awesome! 
<laughs> that would be great. That would be I'd so just stand cool. out there and watch it. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Take your mustache right into my mustache drive. <laughs> okay, so he says he goes, Maybe it's the Joker loose in Arkham and we get a, we get Detective Batman looking for him and every room has a new theme and villain he's gotta get through to get to the Joker. I have, ho- I have high hopes for this movie for the simple fact that it sounds like I just wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I really, and I really like my idea a whole lot. Wow. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> yeah. well, what kind of detective does it take to find out Jokers in Arkham in a whole movie set in Arkham? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know where he's at. He's at this place where the entire movie's set. Put on my detective cap and figure that all out. <laughs> but there's a new theme. With every villain oh. in each room. Oh. So there's like a killer croc room. Sounds like a fucking video game. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound very cool at all. He says I yeah, have... I'm firing this guy from the writing crew. Yeah. I have high hopes for this movie for the simple fact that after Batman v Superman, Affleck will not want anything short of perfection for his solo movie. He honestly seems sad Batman v Superman wasn't well received. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw sad Affleck. Sad Affleck. Wasn't well received, and I think he'll pay attention to what all the fans have cried out for in a Batman movie, namely detective shit. Uh, anyways, thanks for the time and content each week, fellas. Also, I watched Age of Ultron tripping on acid, and it improved the movie quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Tupperware acid and movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think he was tripping on acid when he came up with his whole plot yeah. for the Batman solo movie, too. Everything's Arkham, Arkham, Arkham. Settle down with it. I don't know about like these these fan fiction emails that we get when people are like, "What do you think about this?" Oh, it's the worst. I don't I, I don't know how to answer that. It's the worst. Yeah, it sounds cool, guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like like <laughs> guy. <laughs> what do you think about in like the next Thor movie? Yeah, and Thor's fighting a giant. Oh, the giant has a hammer too. Oh, you shit me! It's a bigger hammer because he's a giant. <laughs> Fuck! And they go, <laughs> and they swing both the hammers together, and then Thor's hammer is Mjolnir, and it's dope, and it makes the other hammer explode. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool, guy. Sounds badass <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> what do you What do you think about that? Tupperware. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like <laughs> I guess he just wants to see. He wants to see it set in Arkham. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Arkham, Arkham, Arkham. We're never yeah, Arkham, Arkham, Arkham. We're never going anywhere else. The entire fucking movie is in Arkham. Fuck Gotham, just he, Arkham. Basically, he just gave us. Batman's version of dread. Yeah, exactly. Is what he's given us. Even the bat, the bat cave is relocated to Arkham. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred lives in Arkham now too. What kind of detective shit can you really do? It's like That's okay. what I'm saying. It's like uh okay. Uh I think I should go to the next room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great detective. Yeah. Wow, this room has a lot of question marks on the walls. Hmm. It's the Riddler. <laughs> I'm a detective. Yeah. Figured that all out. I hope ben, I hope Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns have something better yeah. in store for us. Yeah. Yeah. We will not be forwarding this email to Jeff Johns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. It's official. Supergirl is now headed to CW for season two. Nice. Yes. Um, so I am thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled. Yeah, it gets to officially be part of the Berlanti universe now, basically. Instead, it's of- a, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because She's in an alternate 
She is in an alternate universe. Right. She's on a different Earth. So are they going to keep it? I mean, I'm sure they'll have crossovers. Mm -hmm. But they can't blend the two universes. So it's not like Arrow can just, like... Hop, make a hop and skip, and go to you know go to Metropolis. Right. What if Arrow nah. used time arrows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it'll be on the same network, but I just don't see the shows being as connected as they. Right. I think they can be more connected now with the CW. Yeah. yeah not as as like Arrow and Flash are exactly. You know, they just can't like go to each other's city whenever they want to. Right. Mm. And even Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow might be able to tie in with Supergirl too. They should, yeah. yeah. That that'll be cool if they can do know, that. The Wave Rider does it doesn't I haven't seen the Wave Rider go to a, another Earth. That's true. It's not alternate dimensions. It's just time travel. But it seems like that's the show where they could figure out how to do it, you know, with the you know, the know how, the science behind Flash it. is the show where they do it. I mean true. They've, been, they've been going to Earth too and everything else, but I was just trying to see if there was any connection to Legends of Tomorrow. I don't think so, yeah. You you did five seconds ago. Yeah. No, I was just trying <laughs> you were, to you were like, Yeah, man. That'd be the show to do it. Now <laughs> no. ten, ten seconds. No, I'm just trying to think if they if they ever talked about an alternate Earth on that show. Oh. I don't think they did. I don't I, I like Chronos or yeah. any of those guys. I don't think or even so. the Time Masters, I don't think they ever have. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. You went through you went through the whole fucking gambit there, man. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> like one minute you're like, Yeah, man, it's happening. <laughs> the twelve stages right <laughs> Jesus there. Wow. I think it could happen on that show for sure. He's back. I think it could. I just I don't think they've they've talked about it yet, is what I meant. Man. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you were seeing no, alternate you, versions of Jay. You like you were like like it, that was like if if Frodo like went from like <laughs> like they went from like what are they uh, what do they call it a little place that they come from the little Hobbit the Shire, Shire. Yeah. he went from the Shire and then he went to fucking Mount Doom yeah Mordor so like, I can't do it and then no he was, <laughs> and, then, and then he was like you know what I'm gonna I forgot I left something at the Shire. <laughs> And then he, he he found his shit at the shop, and then he went back to Mordor. I think I totally just said it wrong, though. But yeah, I, I think it's possible. I don't think they've talked about it. I was just trying to think if they talked about it ever on that show. Yeah. I don't think so. But. I'm back to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, forget it. Forget it. But it can still happen. Yeah, it can't. You guys follow me on this? But I don't think so. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I don't know about Legends of Tomorrow, but you, sir, are a legend today. <laughs> Thanks. So I throw that out. I Tupperware that. I Tupperware that. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, let's talk about the the Supergirls headed to, to uh, the CW. They were filming these episodes in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, three million per episode. Mm -hmm. And so now they're filming with the CW. It's all going to be moved to Vancouver. They should be able to get some tax breaks. It's going to be a lot cheaper than filming in Los Angeles, but they are, I guess they are said they are a little bit worried that maybe not all the actors involved will want to film in Los Angeles. Hmm. I'm mostly thinking. Let's of, get Jimmy Olsen out of there. Um, <laughs> trust me. Maycod Brooks, you know, Jimmy and Wynn, and they'll be up there. I'm just thinking about Harrison Ford's wife. Oh, Calista. Yeah. Yeah, Calista yeah, Flockhart. If she's going to want to. Make, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's it's, a good part of the show. I like her on that show. I like her too. Yeah. I think she's probably my second favorite character on the show. She does add a lot to it. So, so if they lose her, mm. that's gonna suck. Yeah, that would suck. Ah, I hope she comes back. 
So yeah, it won't be the same without her on there. Yeah, but I guess like uh, we're getting a second season. I'm just like I'm just kind of not concerned, but just like wondering like how how involved she will be with like the Arrowverse, the Flash shit, and yeah, all that stuff. How yeah. involved will she be, or if they're just going to keep everything separate? What would you prefer? There's, I would have preferred them to all be a part of the same universe from the get-go. Because mm. trying to explain how you're going to move every character, yeah. unless they do a whole thing where doppelgangers, they do a whole doppelganger thing like they do on Flash and on another Earth. We're, mm. But then we're, it's almost like we're meeting a new Supergirl that's right. gone through different – you know what I mean? True. Yeah. If Berlanti was psychic and had the foresight that this was going to happen, you almost got to think he would have put them all on the same Earth in the first he place. Would have, they would have all been on the same Earth. Yeah. yeah. And the reason he kept them separated in the first place was because of the other network. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, we've seen Marvel do crazy shit in the comics where, you know, Ultimate Universe collides with, you know, with, mm. with the Marvel 616. So if they really want to do like uh like if at the end of the second season for this and at the end of the third season for flash they could do some kind of like crazy like merging of the worlds yeah. or something mm. they could do it that's if they an added to. benefit yeah yeah do it like a big finale or something like yeah. that so, it just at least gives it more potential for crossover i just don't I, listen it, it's like People can, like, they oh, Supergirl's moving to the CW. And then, like, people can be like, oh, shit, dude, that'll be awesome. Supergirl and the Flash. Yeah, it would be cool. But the thing is, I don't want the story to be fucking stupid right. on how they get her there. Mm-hmm. Or how, you know what I mean? This story has to make sense. Yeah. I don't want you to sacrifice the stories for both of these fucking shows mm-hmm. just to fucking shoehorn her into that universe and make it, and just make it fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. I yeah, because they, they take so much time in Flash to explain these events, mm-hmm. and it would suck to, like, poo-poo on that with no. something that's just, oh, she's just here now, you know? And it's like, <clears> what <throat> if they had ideas for The Flash? Yeah. They had ideas for Flash Season 3, and they've got this whole story with, yeah, like, yeah, like Zoom and mm-hmm. all the, and then all of a sudden they're just like, no, we're going to have the whole season setting up right. Supergirl finally going into your universe. Right. And we're throwing all this other shit we've been leading up to out the window. Yeah, that would be unfortunate because they did a great job, you mm-hmm. know, getting where they're at in that show. So, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> All right, guys, here's some news from Comic Book Resources. Uh, sci-Fi has ordered the pilot for Krypton, the sci-fi drama we talked about this many a time in the past. Yeah, in the past within the first episode. ten episodes, I feel like. No, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been about two years ago, I think, All that right. we talked about this. The sci-fi drama from David S. Goyer that centers on Superman's grandfather. Uh, Goyer, who wrote the pilot with Ian Goldberg, is set to executive produce. Set two generations before the planet's destruction, the project centers on the Man of Steel's grandfather, whose House of L was ostracized, as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his world from chaos. Krypton has been in development since at least late 2014. Hmm. Uh, hailing from Warner Horizon Television, the Krypton pilot will be directed and co-executive produced by Cole McCarthy and Sleepy Hollow veteran Damian Kindler will serve as a showrunner. Um, guys, this is going to be Warner Horizon. I want you to know they have done such quality shows as Rizzolian Isles, <laughs> The New Dallas, uh, Sullivan and Son, and Fuller House. Mm. Guys, I love Fuller House, but Fuller House does not show me. Fuller House and Krypton do not add up. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay? No. So you ain't got it, dude. 
Nice. <laughs> a DJ Tanner fucking crossover. Yeah. Let's make those universes mash together. Yeah. <laughs> it, Warner Horizons made some garbage. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that for a production like this, it can't be cheap. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Sci-Fi Network scares me, too, with how good the budget's going to be. And is this canon with Man of Steel, since it is Goyer? He's so weird about that shit. It's like, I, probably not. It's probably just its own. It's probably like Gotham, where it's its own fucking, like, yeah. version or telling of Krypton. Yeah. That's the worry, too, is that it's going to be, like, a Gotham show, and, you know... I've got, like, five episodes of Gotham that I've got to watch mm-hmm. and I'm like not like rushing to watch them at all. Yeah. Like the last episode that I watched was like they introduced Paul Rubens as uh uh Penguin's father. Yeah. That's the last episode that I watched. Was that cool? Not really. No. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. I like I like him, but it, the penguin the, the character has kind of changed and you know, I I I my dad kind of spoiled it cuz my dad watches it. My dad kind of spoiled like what happens a little bit later and and I get it. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I'm just like not dying to watch it week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, like I Flash. I have to watch it live. Fucking last week, I'm in Dallas watching the Flash no. live on TV. Fucking huge storm hits Tuesday night. Yeah, I miss. I la- I lo- lose the last ten minutes. Oh man, <laughs> still not watched it. I've wa- of oh. course I watched it like on Hulu the very next day. Yeah, yeah. But it was like one of those things where it's like I've only got ten minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Huge storm outside too. Dallas, there's a couple bad storms. Mm-hmm. They were calling for like ping pong sized hail there. Wow, it didn't happen in my area. So, yeah, Flash totally one of those shows where I look forward to that that week. I'm yeah. gonna watch it with Gotham. It's like I'm gonna watch it when I when I can. Sure, you know, I'm sure. I'm not itching to see it, and I feel the same way about this. Like even less than Gotham because. I really don't care about what happened on Krypton. I, I know enough about that as far as the Superman story goes. I, what are the villains going to be? I mean, what is this going to be? Exactly? I mean, could could we see? I mean, could we see stuff like uh, like Brainiac? I think we could. That would be cool. Could we see Candor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are those things? But is that enough to keep you wanting to watch this show? Tough call. I, I'd rather learn about going so far back as Superman's grandfather is kind of to me a bad decision too. Mm-hmm. I'd rather learn about Superman's father, like in his prime. Jarrell. Yeah, I think that's far more interesting. Yeah. See, this makes again. This makes me wonder, like, if they're if this is canon or not, mm-hmm. because we already know what Jarrell looks like. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah. So let's show his grandfather if it is canon, and we can show a young Russell a Russell Crowe. You know, Jarrell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, yeah. can, we can show a young Jarrell in this one. So that's like, is it canon or is it not canon? Like, that that's the question. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd say it's not going to be. Yeah. It's yeah what, I don't know. That's where I feel. But it's Goyer involved. Yeah. He's involved in the movies. Yeah. I mean, Goyer was involved in the Blade TV show, and that wasn't canon. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> We're going to Blade. Uh, <laughs> I just went to another Goyer. He wrote a movie. You he proved wrote it with Blade. Show. No, you had me at Blade TV series. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's canon either. I'm playing devil's advocate. Oh, I'm I hear just, you. I'm just saying I've heard nothing to dispute it except for that wonderful Blade rebuttal. <laughs> Thank you. <So. laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm here. <laughs> but And you're right, too, about the budget of Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, if you're going to do this show, it better look fucking fantastic. And, and they've done nothing besides Battlestar Galactica, where I've been like blown away by it. I you still know? like Defiance. Yeah, it's all right. It's effects all right. wise. 
yeah, I did it's got like some it. cool effects. I did like it, and I also liked Dominion. Mm-hmm. I thought Dominion had some very gr- good effects for the for the those angels that are flying around and shit. So, do you think they could pull it off for for, for this? Krypton? Yeah. Not, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, and another reason like that, that it might not be canon is the fact that we've seen Krypton mm-hmm. in the film. This is going to look nothing like that or yeah. on that scale. No. And, right. You know. Yeah, that's worrisome. Unless too. they keep showing like the same clips from the movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. And like then, Ed Wood and shit. And then yeah, and then like then then they just show us like an interior building. <laughs> and it's like we see, we see that same clip of like the same animal flying. Yeah. I, I would love that. Right. <laughs> I hope they go with that decision. Stunning visuals. <laughs> Ripped straight from the movie. Yeah. But it's just that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> Intercut between every scene. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Krypton TV show. It'd be interesting to see that in 2018. It's Warner Horizon, guys. I'm not... This is. I don't think it's going to be good at all. No. Not excited. Warner Horizon. Oof. And, you know, I don't know. It's... I'm, I'm not. A, I don't know. I, I, of course, I'll watch it. We'll review it. Yeah, we'll check it out. But I uh, honestly thought for a long time, like they had forgotten about this. That yeah. they had just like we're done. <laughs> I agree. I thought we were never going to see this. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like you know Titans, Teen Titans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be Titans, and right. like, you know TNT saying no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. No, sci-fi really has to get this fucking show <laughs> out there. Sci-fi really has to get it out there. Mm. So we'll watch it. We'll yeah. review it. When are we getting this? Do they say? Uh, no clue. <laughs> see, see you in two years, guys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's take another break. Cool. Uh, we'll come back and do Star Wars news. Yeah. Hey-o. Try something new that time. No, but. no, I'm the old standby. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Some things never change. <laughs> what if we? I, we should just not break anymore. Right? It's like a straight fucking. Four, oh, I quit. Four fucking hours <laughs> of, time of me, so I don't have to say we're back. No, or I, can just, I can just pause and act like we didn't leave. So we can all just take separate breaks during the show. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> and that Jay, I come back. Jay's like Brian's back. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to some Star Wars news. Mm. When I, where's that damn bumper? Hey, <laughs> guys, what's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Yeah, Luke's a bitch. I get it. <laughs> I was trying to bite my tongue. I, know. I was. It was making me stew like always, though. <laughs> All right, well, let's. Uh, I got some Star Wars emails here. We're gonna start it off with Grant E. Hey guys, I've been listening for about six months and have been really enjoying your show. I was pretty bored today, and I started looking around the Star Wars website databank and found a little paragraph thing about Snoke. It says he has no permanent base of operations preferring to contact his underlings from a mobile command post. 
I'm not sure if this holds any significance to you guys, but it seems interesting that he has been talking to Kylo Ren from a ship or something like that. Here's the link. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's all you got. That's all you got. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's communicating from some kind of fucking device, so Mm. we all do that. Well, he communicated with Ray through her fucking head. Yeah. Yeah, in the book. In Mm -hmm. the book. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of always, I I mean, I didn't always assume, but I kind of assumed that, you know, they're always talking about him being so damaged and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's got to be in some environment where he can't step out of it and talk to you, you know, mm-hmm. necessarily. So hence the huge hologram. But I, I don't know. That's I, that, that doesn't seem too far-fetched to me that he would. But at the end of the movie, he says, bring Kylo Ren to me. To yeah. me. So they have to go where he's at. Like, yeah. he can't come to them. But he's right. always on the move. Well, I don't know that. I don't know if he's always on the move. But it makes sense to me that he would have a base of operations just based on the fact that he is so damaged that maybe he can't come out of there wherever he is and have a hand in stuff. He has to have Kylo Ren do He's like the boy in the bubble? Right. Yeah, no, I do kind of think that. I mean, you know. fucking on life support and shit? Yeah, I almost think that. I don't know. Well, you get hit by a drunk driver. (laughs) (laughs) Han Solo was drinking one night and just nailed him. That's why he took Kylo. It makes sense. Yeah, wow. Before he was Snoke, his nickname was Tope. (laughs) He got really fucking high one night. Shit was like laced in like angel dust. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking ran into a like a pole. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Great that's, great origin. That's his backstory. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he says another question I had, and you may have talked about this before, is what you would like the title for episode eight to be. My prediction is War of the Knights. He's not even like what he wants it to be. He's just predicting it's going to be called War of the Knights. Huh. <laughs> How do you spell knights? Like in the, in the K-N? Like what? Uh, the K-N. Yeah, like yeah. War of the Knights no. of Ren. Is that what he's talking that's, about? I think that's where he's getting at. Uh, I don't think the Knights of Ren are really going to be that big of a part of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't think they'll be warring with each other either. <laughs> they've, never, they've never insinuated that would be happening. It's a civil war between I mean, the Knights of the Red. Yeah. I mean, Jedi Knights? I mean, we only got one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it'll be War of the Knights. <laughs> yeah, no. That title's terrible. I think it's going to be Star Wars Episode Eight: War of the Roses. <laughs> oh, I like that. I think it's going to be Star Wars Episode Eight: Benign. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm thinking Furnace. <laughs> It's very hot in that movie. Star says, Wars Episode Eight: Chewie, we're home. Do you guys, I, I, I don't, I can't predict what it's going to be. No, I have no, no. clue. Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: Space Horse. Yeah. <laughs> the search for more money. Uh, okay, that was our only Star Wars email. I wanted to talk a little bit about Star Wars Bloodline. Ah. Oh, nice. Did you read that? I have, I have started it. Mm-hmm. I've gotten through quite a bit uh, on Audible. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Audible. We don't have them as a <laughs> We don't get paid for that yeah. one. Yeah. Sign up at audible.com slash popcultureleftovers. No, there is no code. That is not real. You'll get a free book. No, you won't. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Basically, it's, it's a really, really good Leia-centric story. Hmm. Um, and it gets her thoughts on literally everything, the, even the original trilogy. Wow. Um, you nice. get her inner dialogue. It's a great Leia story. It talks about her state with the Republic. 
uh, her relationship with Corsella. We saw Corsella destroyed on the Hosnian system in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Talks about their relationship together. Uh, we find out in this book that Lando is still alive in this current hmm. in, in Bloodline. That's cool. Um, we find out that the huts are not as powerful as they used to be anymore, and other crime syndicates have taken over. Wow. And they don't have any soft spots uh, as far as their feelings for the huts because the huts ruled the galaxy for so long. Yeah. Uh, they ruled for not the galaxy, but the huts ruled uh, the crime uh, syndicates for so long that the huts are actually kind of like looked down upon now. Wow. Like, wow. Interesting. Yeah. It's like. You know, you guys had it. You guys were like, you know, top for so long. All these other crime syndicates have kind of come together. Like the Kashi Club. Kanja Club. Kanja Club. Yeah, yeah. Tell it to Kanja Club, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, it's a, it's a really good read so far, uh, but it does give, it doesn't, mention Ray, mm-hmm. but it might possibly within this book give us answers to who her parents are or not, or, or not. Interesting. So this is what has been gathered from the books and then from other sources. And um, throughout uh, Bloodline, he Kylo Ren, he's not Kylo Ren, he's still Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. And Ben is actually mentioned quite a few times throughout the book. He's actually, in the book, he's with Luke, and they are in an unknown part of the galaxy, and they are going through his Jedi training. Um, so it's set six years before The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point in the timeline, six years before The Force Awakens, Ben Solo who becomes Kylo Ren, is still on Han and Leia's side. Hmm. He's still on their side. Hmm. Okay, He's hanging out with Luke. So how old is Kylo Ren? Pablo Hidalgo of the Lucasfilm Story Group has said in tweets that he's 29 or 30 in The Force Awakens. Okay, So that would make him 23 or 24 in Bloodline. Pablo Hidalgo also confirms that Rey has been on Jakku. She's already been on Jakku for eight years before the events of Bloodline. Okay. Okay. So if she's 19 in The Force Awakens, she would be 13 in Bloodline in that timeline. Mm -hmm. And then eight years before that, she's five years old. That sounds, that makes sense how she looks in that one flashback she has. Agreed. Right. So why would Luke drop off his kid if he's traveling the galaxy with Ben Solo, ah, okay. where's the threat that he has to leave his daughter on a planet? Ben isn't even Kylo Ren yet. Right. Why would he drop his kid off and just be like, ah, you know what? You stay here. Uh, Uncle Luke uh, in a few years has to train uh, Ben Solo and just run off around the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Uncar Plot will take care of you. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think that Luke is Ray's daughter, and I'm going back to that. And yeah. I was adamant about it. Even after I watched the movie, I was adamant about it. Mm-hmm. And then after watching it a couple more times, I was like, okay, maybe there's a chance. But I am back on that fucking train that she is not Luke's daughter. I think that the saga continues with Kylo Ren, I think this is a redemption story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There could even be a romance blossoming between Kylo Ren 
and Ray yeah. in a future Star Wars movie. I yeah. buy that. I this did, could happen. I, I definitely think the needle is leaning more towards no now at this point, too. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, especially with that time frame, it doesn't make sense. He, Luke would not do that. Right. I mean, it'd have to be a huge fucking reason. I don't see any reason that he would have done that. The so. school hasn't even, as far as I know, the school hasn't even been attacked yet. Right, right. Yeah. We know there's a school. We don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. It's not on Octu. All we know about Luke at this point in time is that he is personally training uh, Ben Solo. Right. But I still think that there's a school that's been started. Mm-hmm. I think there's other Jedis in training. And who knows? Uh, uh, Lor Santeca could be there as part of the Church of the Force. Not as a Jedi, but just, you know, as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Maybe as like a Maz Kanata type character for them. Yeah. Makes sense. You Since know? there are no other Jedis. Yeah. You know, you got to have some help. And if there's a Church of the Force, it makes me believe that he's not the only one. That there's, in order for, there has to be a congregation, right? Mm-hmm. So there's got to be other people like uh, Max von Sydow. Right. Max von Sydow uh, in Game of Thrones this season, too. Yeah, Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. He's been great. Yeah, he's been good. Hmm. Anyway, so um, also in Bloodline, uh, Leia and Han, you find out that they hid the fact that Vader was Ben's grandfather, and he did not find out until his 20s. Hmm. Actually, you find out Leia hid the fact that Vader was her father, from everyone in the Republic. Wow. Yeah. It, from what I read, it's like once they find out, they're not too happy about it either. Most people are unhappy. There's a few people that kind of stick with her, mm-hmm. but most, the majority of the people in the Republic are not happy with her. Um, so realizing that Ben, her son, would find out she recorded a message to him with the truth, and she sent that message out. It's not revealed in the book if Ben ever got that message from her or he found out from somebody else within the Republic and word got to him. Hmm. So we never know if he got that personal message from her about the truth. She knew cat's out of the bag. Ben's going to find out. I want him to hear it from me before he hears it from anyone else. Right. Makes sense. She records the message, but it's never revealed if she if he actually got her message. Wow. So... Yeah, you don't want him reading that shit in, like, the Space Inquirer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Snoke told him. Okay. I don't think that Snoke told him. I think that Snoke just used that information mm-hmm. to then, hey, they're, they're not telling you the truth. You want answers? I got answers. And I think that even Luke didn't tell him. I subscribe to that, too. Which is basically like Ben Kenobi mm. not telling Luke. Yeah. That Vader was his father. Right. Mm -hmm. So now he feels betrayed by even Luke Mm -hmm. at this point. Why didn't you tell me? And then you've got Snoke fucking feeding him bullshit. Right. Saying they don't want you to be as powerful as you are. Yeah. As you could be. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, being at the age he's at and being hidden from him for so long, it'd be easy to manipulate him at that point. So now he feels betrayed by his entire family. Yeah. He feels, he feels betrayed by Luke, his mom, his dad. And I mean, you know, and that's basically the kind of relationship that you find out that they had in this book. It kind of confirms everything we saw in the movie and everything we've kind of discussed mm-hmm. that she had her shit with the Republic going on and he had his shit going with, you know, uh, he, he just he, he, he just wanted to travel the galaxy mm-hmm. yeah. and neither of them could settle down. They were just 
they both, you know, it's like two business professionals right. when they, you know, it's like a doctor and a and a lawyer getting together. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like with with Leia's character, I can kind of understand. Like she's got really important shit to do. Like yeah. what she is not taking care of Kylo Ren for is some real important shit. But it's like Han is like, what the fuck, dude? See, like you can sell your fucking animals to other people some other time. Raise your fucking kid. Han's conflicted with this too. You find out that Han's conflicted with this too, but he feels like. He doesn't have that force connection. Yeah. There are things that he can't teach his son. He wants to teach them. He wants to teach his son, but his son's taking a different path. Yeah. And there are things that only Luke can teach him. But you would think, you know, yeah, you want your father to teach you. Yeah. He should definitely at least visit more or something than he does. I don't know. I just... I feel like Han really dropped the ball on this fucking Ben Kenobi thing. <laughs> I, I, ben Solo thing. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think both parents did. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely blame Han more, though. And Leia. Well, they were they both. Both. both you, need your, you, need, you need You need. You need. Uh, you need your mother and your father. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, every functional human being needs a mother and a father. There are people that were raised by single parents or had no parents at all that are functioning human beings. But in this case... I feel like Kylo needed both his mother and his father. Of course, he has more daddy issues because he fucking straight up killed him. Yeah, yeah. but I think I still think that he needed both of them. I-, I agree with you. I just see Han as way more of the fucking dropping the ball. Well, one seems to have a more noble cause with Leia. Leia yeah. seems to have a more no- no- noble cause as to why she's not with him. But I think in Kylo's eyes, they both abandon b- abandon him. So mm-hmm. either way, whatever they're doing, like he probably doesn't understand the, the inner workings of the Republic and why she needs to be there. Yeah, just yeah. as much as he doesn't understand why Han's running off, you know, flying around. Well, and, uh, I, I mean, when are him and Han going to talk about? It, it reminds me of the relationship between you know Hank and Bo- uh, Bobby Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, Hank's all about you know uh, propane and propane accessories, right. and, yeah. and Bobby just wants to be a comedian and joke around. He's like, that boy ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, where do they connect? And yeah. so he's like, he he felt like he was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's your uncle Luke. He knows about this stuff, and Leia should know, Leia should be able to teach him more about the Force than mm-hmm. you know. That should be his Force connection right there with his mother. Yeah, somebody to relate to at yeah. least. You know. Yeah. It sounds like a good book. It, it's a good book so far. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about uh, Alden Ehrenreich, uh, officially cast as, Han, as young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about it in the past. I am, I'm for it. I gave it a taste it. I'm still going to stick by my taste it. I think it's, uh, I think it's a good casting. So I'm right there with you. I yeah. gave it a taste it. Like we said before, easily the best part of Hail Caesar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, had the movie been all about him, it might have been a really great movie. Absolutely. But I yeah, agree. this is exciting. Great casting. Way better than some of these other choices that were out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. would have fucking bashed my head in if it was fucking what's the Taren- Kingsman? Taron Egerton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> vomit. Vomitization. I did not want that at all. Absolutely. Um. Let's see here. Jay, are you happy with that? I, yeah, I didn't see Hail Caesar, unfortunately. Like, that's the only touch point that I've heard about this guy. Probably a freeze it for you at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I think as far as the way he looks, I can see it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah. can see it in his face. So, yeah. you know, yeah, freeze it for now until I see something that he's in. From everything that I'm hearing, this guy is a chameleon actor. Mm-hmm. And his facial expressions, he's really good with them. Yeah. I, I've seen that. And that's going to be key. I've seen that. But as far as, like, playing, like, different characters and things like that, I've only seen him in Hail Caesar. Mm-hmm. But I hear he's kind of a chameleon actor. Yes, yeah, so. I'm hopeful. 
Tom Hardy has been cast in Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, but who is he playing? Have you guys heard about this? I did not. Uh-uh. You guys heard about him being cast, right? No. No. Yeah, he has been cast in Star Wars Episode Eight. Who is he playing? MakingStarWars.net had the details. After investigating the scenario, we have ascertained something like this goes down. This is really cool. This is cool. Tom Hardy plays a First Order st- Stormtrooper. Said Stormtrooper glimpses FN-2187 on a secret mission but doesn't realize it. The incognito FN-2187, which is Finn, uh-huh. uh, is surprised when the Stormtrooper walks up behind him and slaps him on the ass. <laughs> FN-2187 turns around and believes he's dead. He's surely going to be captured. So this is after the, after the events of The Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Basically, you've got the stormtrooper walking up behind Finn, slap, recognizing him, probably from, you know, training academy or something like that, slaps him on the ass. Finn turns around and thinks, oh my god, I'm fucking dead. Yeah. Okay, so the stormtrooper is elated to see his old friend from back during their First Order Academy days. Uh, the stormtrooper congratulates FN, uh, FN2187 on his promotion to resistance infiltrator and spy. <laughs> oh, wow. FN2187 is free to go about his business, to his amazement. Huh. Uh, basically, Finn is on a mission. A stormtrooper recognizes him from training and then lets him go in a comedic misunderstanding. What is interesting about it is it reveals that most of the stormtroopers that knew FN2187 defected perished at the Battle of Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens. Hmm. They go on to say, I speculate, fearing dissent amongst the troops, Supreme Leader Snoke, General Hux, and Kylo Ren felt it would be unwise to inform the rest of the First Order exactly what happened to one of their own. Uh, it probably doesn't help that FN-2187 also put Captain Phasma in the trash compactor. <laughs> <laughs> It seems better to keep that on the down low. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It also is showing me that in these movies, they are, this is going to be like the Daniel Craig appearance. That's, I was just getting ready to say the same thing. Is this all we're getting from Tom Hardy? Yeah. And it's not surprising that he'll have his, his head covered. Yeah. No, yeah, it, talking it'll through just a be, fucking voice moderator. It'll be Tom Hardy's voice and classic Tom Hardy. It'll be like the Daniel Craig or like even like the, the Kevin Smith. Scene on Takadana, yeah. you know, where it's, he's just playing the voice of a stormtrooper. Yeah. So, um, I thought that was cool though. Like they, they, they haven't been told the story of uh, FN 2187 and him defecting. It's not like wide knowledge. Right. That is cool. That, yeah. that makes it a little bit up for kind of the dumb Captain Phasma stuff that yeah. at least they're developing interesting story from it. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they will, they would have all looked weak mm-hmm. if, if they hadn't have executed him on the spot for not even firing his blaster in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, just being so, you know, kind with him. Do you think she's still going to be a captain <clears throat> then? Uh, or do you think there's any going to be any repercussions? I don't know if there's anyone else that could fill her shoes, though, so maybe they what will. What did she do? Fill her shoes for well, what? I, what did she do? I mean, as far as we don't know how she got to where she's at in the first place. You know what I mean? So I'm saying, like, she's had all this training to get where she is, even though she was weak in the movie. I'm saying that who else has had as much? I think she gave know. Snoke a couple strokes. <laughs> Snoke <laughs> strokes. I think it's, it's that. Yeah, Hashtag Snoke strokes. I think it's that classic, you know, that HR video that they show you when you start training. <laughs> And you got the boss hitting on the hotter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's <laughs> basically saying, you know what? I see the work that you've doing. You're doing a great job around here, and I might be able to get you a promotion. <laughs> but maybe we should go out to dinner and we'll talk about it. And I think it's one of those scenarios. But you're a hologram. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. Now this is exciting and it's official. Uh, it's 100% confirmed by makingstarwars.net. They have seen it with their own eyes. Darth Vader is showing up in Rogue One. Yes. Nice. It is happening. Uh, let me read this article. Um, they just, yeah. Uh, on the recent episode of Now This Is Podcasting, we have discussing, uh, have, having seen Darth Vader's, uh, Darth Vader for, from a future Star Wars film. Uh, the photos were amazing and showed Darth Vader posing. We also glimpsed Jin posing in what appears to be the same location with her helmet that goes with her black suit we see in the new teaser. The helmet was first thought to be an Imperial gunner helmet, but it is more like a new version of an ATDP driver helmet. This week, after meeting with some so- with sources, we have been able to verify that the Darth Vader we saw from the photo shoot is from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I wanted to make sure this wasn't Darth Vader for a television ad or some kind of promotion. <laughs> we have been covering rumors of Darth Vader in this film for some time. But I try not to jump too far into things until I see proof, which we now have. Um, We first heard Brian Muir, original Darth Vader costume sculptor, was working on Rogue One back in November. We reported that, too, after they did. We did. We did. Yeah. And the only reason that you bring this guy aboard is to make a Vader costume. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not like he's, I don't know, making any other kind of, like, Stormtrooper (laughs) costume. This guy makes the Vader costume. Right. Just after Christmas, we heard a dream team had been assembled for Darth Vader in Rogue One with James Earl Jones being a lock for the voice. It was all sounding very possible, but without seeing him and being able to verify that other people have seen those photos working on the on things associated with Star Wars, it was still open to other possibilities. We had it confirmed via three sources. The uh, Then we had indeed seen the Darth Vader from Rogue One, uh, a Star Wars story. The costume is the new Hope costume down to the fine details. The upper armor has the tunic going over the top of the shoulders, just as it did in Episode 4. The belt buckle is the same. The inside of the cape is that shiny type of material. The gloves are identical and not like the ones in the following films. The lights on the belt are the same. The chest piece lights match perfectly. The mask is not like the symmetrical Revenge of the Sith mask. It appears to look just like the original did. The neck of the mask and the widow's peak are all there. The lenses have that amber look to them. Mm. The actor in the suit is a slam dunk, too. The rumor is it, it is that Spencer Wilding is in the suit. Whoever is in the suit, they found the right person. If it weren't for the materials I saw looking so new, I would have believed it was a photo from A New Hope. Jeez. Wow. I find it to be virtually indistinguishable from the original. They nailed it. In the photos, you cannot tell the difference between this guy and... Uh, the Bob Anderson, Dave Prowse, Darth Vader from the original trilogy. It's awesome. One source is certain that the blue tank we see in the teaser has Darth Vader inside it. Hmm. I kind of talked to you about this on the porch last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, when you watch that trailer, you see a tank rolling through the streets, stormtroopers on either side of it. Yep. And the rumor is that it has Darth Vader inside of it. This person has a lot of material associated with the production. They believe a sequence was filmed in which Darth Vader gets his limbs interchanged and repaired in the movie. Hmm. If accurate, it would explain some in-universe discrepancies around Darth Vader's abilities in the 1977 film compared to the rest of the stories we've seen from Vader's appearances in Star Wars Rebels to the work Bob Anderson did to make Vader a swordsman. Yeah. Hmm. So Vader... 
Vader. Let me. I'll read the rest of this. Originally, yeah, here we go. Originally, David Prowse, who played Vader in the 1977 film, lied about being able to sword fight, leaving George Lucas with a Darth Vader that couldn't really do much with a lightsaber. So the limb loss and subsequent new limbs he supposedly suffers in Rogue One makes me ponder if that's why Darth Vader is so tight when fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi a short time later. Hmm. Was he not used to the new limbs? Does he lose them because of Jin and her band of rebels? Or is that the reason Jin and the rebels are able to succeed? So basically, what they're saying is that they show a scene of him getting new limbs. This would explain also why Darth Vader's taller Hmm. than we see in Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. He might have got like longer legs or something. You know what I mean? New limbs and... Because if you compare the height to uh, Hayden Christensen in the suit, yes, to you know the actor in A New Hope, Prowse, yeah, yeah, Prowse. I mean, he's considerably taller than Hayden Christensen. Yeah, mm-hmm. this would explain that, and then it would also explain the fighting style. Yeah, absolutely. I love that we're retconning to explain why Darth Vader fought like a shit face in, in A New Hope. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. I, I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. It's I, attention I like to it. detail. It really is a great attention to detail that they would even explain that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's they would cool. even bother. That's very cool. The rumor is that the Rogue One production also recreated Darth Vader's meditation chamber from The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Me too. The question, I was always fascinated with that. Me when too, I was a kid. me too. When I was a kid, I was just fascinated by that whole thing. Yeah. The question is, do we see the face of Anakin Skywalker in the regenerative, uh, in, in the regenerative tank glimpsed in the teaser or in the meditation chamber. Hmm. There were rumors that Hayden Christensen was training with Star Wars people, but we were never able to place him at the location. Hmm. I hope we don't. I, I don't want to take that away from like Empire Strikes Back. Like It would make that scene seem silly that we're hiding it in that scene, but then we're just going to blatantly show it in Rogue One. Right. Yeah. So I, I vote for I hope not. Yeah, that's a good point. I I was kind of interested in it, but I mean that that's that's a good point to bring up. It would take away from that scene because that was a big moment to see him with his helmet off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't really necessarily need to see it. I I don't mind it. I mean, if they do it, then I'm okay with it. But I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I don't have to see Hayden Christensen again. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't need to see his face. Yeah, me. Love either. to see the chamber again. Don't need to see his actual head and face for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, that's all the Rogue One stuff I got. I did want to share, uh, what, we got this from a listener a couple weeks ago that sent us the Pablo Hidalgo oh, yeah. tweet chain. Yeah. Um, I, I want to thank that listener. I can't remember who it was that sent it to us, and Jay doesn't care about any of our listeners, so <laughs> he won't remember. Yeah. Um, it's from Pablo Hidalgo. Wait, it's, it's somebody asked Pablo Hidalgo the question, uh, can you confirm that Snoke is not Plagueis? Can you confirm that Plagueis is dead? Pablo responded with, Plagueis was killed by his apprentice. He's dead. Mm. Yeah. Pretty absolute. Yeah. (laughs) No question. And then somebody said, but before he died, did he create a new Sith Lord? And then Pablo Hidalgo said, Sith Lords are trained, not created. Mm. Um, Shitting it down. then, then, Then it just gets ridiculous. You've got this one guy asking him, also, is Snoke a new or old character that we've seen? Still on this fucking Plagueis shit. Yeah. Still on it. Because if it's an old character, oh, he just changed his name to Snoke. Right. And 
he Pablo Hidalgo says Andy Circus answered this last year. Snoke is a new character. Mm-hmm. So he that's the fact. Like annoyed. Yeah. So unless Pablo Hidalgo of Disney Star Wars Story Group is lying, Snoke is a new character. Snoke is not Plagueis. Mm-hmm. So what have we learned today? <laughs> Snoke well, is not Plagueis. Luke is probably not Ray's parents. Right. And Snoke is not Plagueis. Right. So hopefully we can put those to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure we'll get an email next week from somebody saying, I think I have definitive proof why Pablo Hidalgo is wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I 100% like, agree with the Ray-Luke stuff. But I still think, like, hypothetically, if Snoke is Plagueis, this guy can't just come out and say that. He can say he's not. He doesn't even have to answer the tweet. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. True, yeah. But lots of, I mean, lying. I mean, it's it's just like asking Kit Harrington if Jon Snow is dead. But, but, but is, that, is that like, hold on, is, like, is that like everybody, I think this is like something that everybody else has fabricated. I think, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I completely agree. Snoke being Pelagius. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. This is like, like I think that if, if, if he's Snoke, he's Snoke. And the fact that everybody wants to say he's Plagueis mm-hmm. might not be important to Disney at all. Yeah, right. Disney might not give a shit. I, I completely agree. If, if Andy Serkis can come out and say Snoke is a new character, mm-hmm. I don't see why Pablo Hidalgo can just be like, okay, listen, he's a new character. Snoke is Snoke. Snoke uh, Plagueis is dead. Right. I completely agree. I'm okay. just playing devil's advocate that if he is Plagueis, right. it will be revealed in the movie and not from Pablo tweeting. Oh, okay. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But I completely agree with your points. Like, ha- I don't think it's true either. Well, it has to be. What you're saying, there's no other way around it because Pablo Hidalgo has already said that he's not. Yes. So if it is revealed in the movie, it has to be in the movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you. Can- I'm just saying you can't 100% put it to bed just because this guy says it's not. Mm. Like that's not enough for me. I don't even subscribe to that theory anyway that mm. Plagueis is Snoke. But I can see why the conspiracy theorist would not be swayed. They'll keep by, going with it. Yeah, I'm, this is not stopping anybody. Right. I know. I'm just for me. For me, I heard what I wanted to hear that he's not Plagueis. Mm. Plagueis is dead. That's it was what, good enough for me when Circus said it. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I'm with you 100. percent I do not think Plagueis is Snoke. I do right. not think they're drudging up storylines from movies that people hate. It, well, especially with the with with the Force Awakens being so new viewer friendly yes that we're going to like all of a sudden like reveal that he's plagueis yeah that's like then, the most unviewer friendly fucking thing you could thank do. you yeah with the, you know and so i don't know i think it's crazy i am excited about this star wars episode eight of course but yeah. i mean I, i'm excited because I, what i'm hearing from like have you guys heard like uh what uh Oscar Isaac has been saying about this. Uh-uh. He's saying this is so different than any other yeah, Star Wars yeah. movie ever. He says it feels like an independent film. Really? He's like, this is so different. Wow. He, and, and, and I expect that from Ryan Johnson to give us something different. Yeah. yeah it'll be nice to put these people, uh, hey, episode seven, because it's just recycled Star Wars trash right. and the whole thing's ruined. It'll be nice to silence that voice. Yeah. So I hope those rumors are true. That I don't so- even care. You know what? I don't even care about silencing that voice. They yeah. can they can keep beating that fucking drum until they're fucking blue in the face and they pass out and die. I don't give a oh, shit. Well, that silences the voice, too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one way to do it. But, you know, I don't even care. I don't even fucking care about those people. You know why? 
Because I fucking love the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nobody that can take my passion away from that movie. Yeah. You can come in here and you can tell me all the faults you want to about that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to walk out of this room and tell you I loved it. Same goes for Jurassic World. There are people that hate it. Yeah. Hate it. I love Jurassic World. It really has a lot of haters. Jurassic World? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of haters. I guess it's just not as like popular in fandom. It's not in your face as much as The Force Awakens stuff. Uh, there was a joke about it last week on the Big Bang Theory finale. <laughs> or about it being shitty? Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, what, Cuther Polly was talking about how bad it sucked and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't subscribe to that. And I, I hate Big Bang Theory when it's like they have like one opinion that they think represents all of geek culture. Right. Especially when that Im- opinion is so Warner Brothers focused. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course they don't like Jurassic World. It's not a big blockbuster Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was from Universal, which kicked your ass last year. <laughs> fucking Warner Brothers. True. If they didn't have fucking DC and Lego and Harry Potter, they'd be fucking dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, we are going to move on to emails, your favorite part of the show, Jake. I love it. Can we have a smoke first? Hey, uh, yeah, just wait. I found uh, the Twitter follower that posted that news um, from Pablo Hidalgo. That was Disnack 020 on Twitter. Thank you. So thank you for sharing that with us. That was awesome that news. That was awesome. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for those Snokus Plagueis emails to start coming back in. They're coming. If, no, if, if, <laughs> if you can dispute Pablo, like, like Jake tried to a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, Jake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you can dispute it, let me know. If you'd watched the Blade television series, you'd realize that <laughs> Pablo might not know what he's talking about. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All the answers are there. Damn, son. 